Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Um, so, once again, um, thank everyone for tuning in to another episode, Talk Show. Um, you're one of your hosts, Tyler Doc. Of course, I've got the Ark, Shanador, the Almighty Shanador, <laughs> the young singer. So, 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 so. So as usual, um, before we get into this, I mean, tonight's show is going to be about um, faith, love, and I want to talk about faith, um, oaths of authors, and the myth of male power. I might ruffle a little feathers, the last part of that. But as usual, I like to start off by giving the names, the proper names of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. When you read the Bible and get understanding, so-called Negroes is the tribe of Judah. My um, brothers and sisters in the West Indies is the tribe of Benjamin. So-called Haitian people is the tribe of Levi. So-called Dominicans is the tribe of Simeon. Our brothers and sisters of Negro descent in Guatemala to Panama is the tribe of Zebulun. The so-called Puerto Ricans, which is actually like a cake unturned, the ones is actually of a Negro descent is the tribe of Ephraim. So-called Cubans is the tribe of Manasseh. The so-called North American Indians is the tribe of Gad. The so-called Seminole Indians is the tribe of Reuben. And our brothers and sisters, the so-called people in Argentina and Chile, is the tribe of Nephitali. And the people from Colombia to Uruguay is, is the tribe of Asher. All the way down to the so-called Mexicans that makes up the tribe of Issachar when you read the Bible and get understanding, as well as those people scattered um, throughout the world, throughout the four corners of the world in places like Europe, Asia, the Middle East, Egypt, Africa, India, and the Far East and worldwide, make up the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, Yasha Allah, the children of God. So I want to uh, start off, you know, with... Seeing, yeah, I just want to raise some questions, then we'll get into the topics. But I want to, I want to start off by addressing the myth of male power. Since we got a lot of um, female um, people that you know that listen into these calls, I'm going to ask some um, rhetorical um, questions. And it's too bad that um, Ko is not in here because I'd love to see how she would actually respond to some of these brothers trying to do it. But nevertheless, now, they say, you know, men are in power, right, brother senators? You hear that a lot? Uh, you know, men uh, make the most money and so on and so forth for the most part. Now, yep, that is um, an industry standard. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, and that, it, that's the myth. They say men are uh, essentially controlling the world. And because, you know, what they're going off of is that because when you look at most CEOs and so on and so forth, they're mostly men. You know what I mean? We can agree on that, right? But 
and most of the people that's actually in these political offices are men, right? But just because men are writing the bills, does that mean that these laws, or should I say these statutory laws, these codes um, that they're passing are in favor of men? Do you think that they're in favor of, of men, Brother Shenador? Because I'm going to have to say la'ah. I'm going to have to la-ah. say lo. No, no. Meaning no in the, in the ancient Lashawam HaKadash or in the modern Hebrew just lo, meaning no. And so why do I say that? So let's look at this now. Now, many women, and this is not an attack to females. I just wanted to get you to think. So there's a lot of sisters that say that they want equal rights to men, right? So now why is it that combat deaths, uh, Brother Senator, I believe you served in the Gulf War, like one of those wars, you know, like myself, you know, you was engaged, but Combat deaths since the first Gulf War, Brother Shenador, 97% of those that died in combat were men, only 3% women. Now, let's look at the suicide victims. Did you know, how many of you knew that suicide is far more common amongst men? And it, it, it increases when boys actually get into a puberty stage and start having sex with women. Where is that? Why is that? That's rhetorical. It's something I want you to think about. So 80% of all suicide victims are men, or men. Now, let's look at the industrial deaths, you know, by way of accidents. You know, 93% of these deaths, industrial deaths, are men, are men. Now, on the flip side of that, why, you know, a lot of females and feminists will argue that men are your main politicians and they're writing the bill, therefore the bills are in favor of men, I beg to differ. When people go to court, Brother Shannon Door, who is these custody cases um, usually won by? They're usually uh, won by the woman. Yeah, 90%, brother of all custody cases, are usually awarded to the woman. Now, that goes to say that 90% of the people that's paying child support are men. Although you got men in office writing these um, bills. Now, let's look at homicide. According to homicide victims, 76% of people that die from homicide, which is murder, are men. Are men. So uh, let's look at Brother Shanador since, you know, they say men, you know, they're controlling the offices and so on and so forth. What about when people get sentenced for prison? Did you know that men on a, a general usually would get 51.52 months in prison, where the average woman only gets like 18.5 months? for the same offense. So, I mean, sure. looks like, you know, there, you know, there's been some actually miscalculations out here. And, and so when you look at the life expectancy, um, a so-called white female on average is anticipated of living to be 79. So-called black female, 74. So-called white male, 62. 
but a so-called black male, 65 years of age. So why is that? And so when we look at the suicidal rate, um, boys and girls that are nine, their suicide rates are identical up to age nine. But why is it, Brother Senator, when boys get closer to puberty stage and when they have start having sex with women, why does the suicide rate amongst boys, there's such an influx from the age 10 to, now these are, these are um, dynamics that most people are not thinking about because you know what? Most women that's arguing about male chauvinists and so on and so forth is just listening to media propaganda. They're not quoting the truth. So from age 10 to 14, boys rate twice as high in suicide as girls. That's in one year, Brother Shenandoah. The suicide rate becomes twice as high. From age 15 to 19, boys' suicide rate is four times as high. And from age 20 to 24, suicide rate amongst men are six times as high. So, I mean, we see that, you know, although the media is putting out things, apparently they're not telling the truth. So this is why it becomes imperative, you know, you know, for we to have like these like little venues that I stored at like a spokesman for men, the other YouTube channel. When I brought that out, a lot of females got offended and got on the bandwagon. Like that one female that came here that night, um, what was her name? Um, Asia, she never came back. Remember when we was having this show about um, um, women, Brother Shanador? And you, oh. she was like, well, why are you always talking to women? The sister never came back to the show, man, because the truth was cutting her, man. That truth was cutting her. But now, on another note, on another note, I wanted to talk about faith. Now, a lot of people want to become secure party creditors, right? But the problem is they don't have faith. They don't believe. And faith, lack of faith, is not only why many of these people are not successful at being secured party creditors, it's why they're actually not successful in life and they're not successful in their interpersonal relationships. Some people say that they have faith, but they really don't have faith. And if you don't have faith, trying to understand law and believe that this stuff is going to work is not for you. It is not for you. And the vast majority of the people that interact with me, Brother Shenador, don't have faith that the stuff that they're going to try is going to work. So they already lost from the inception of starting this because they don't have faith. Now, the word says, because everything I say is rooted in the word, because all of this man's laws comes from what? The ecclesiastical laws and the laws of the Bible. So the scriptures say faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not yet seen. That's Hebrew, the 11th chapter, verse 1. So, you know, you, you got a lot of people like the God bodies that make mockery of us that believe in the Most High, so you believe in a mystery God. Well, if they don't believe in what they're referring to as a mystery God, they don't have faith because it says faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not yet seen. So the Most High requires us to have faith in him, especially the nation of Yasha Allah. 
the, the chosen people of God. So the book of Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So we got to believe, Brother Senator, when you get on your knees or you stand with um, holy hands high and pray to the most high, if you don't believe that it's going to happen, it's not going to happen. It's just like someone trying to become a secure party creditor. If you believe that you're going to go out there and this stuff is not going to work for you, it's not going to work. Why? Because you do not have faith. You, the Most High want us to place faith in him. And if we don't have faith in him, the scripture said in the book of Hebrew 11, verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he cometh to Yahweh must believe that he is. So if you come to the Most High, first of all, you got to believe that he is. So some people, you hear some people pray, Brother Shenador, and say, my prayers are not answered. My prayers are not answered. Why? Because they really don't have faith. They just say that they do. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you got to seek him where you're standing, laying down, and walking. Otherwise, your existence on earth is made void. See, all humans, all human life is predicated on serving the Most High in truth. And if you're not serving the Lord, then you're serving it devil. It's no gray area. You're either serving the most high or you're serving the devil. There's no gray area. So you're either in darkness or you're either in light. Book of Matthew 6 verse 24 says, no man, no man, Shenador, don't care how powerful he might think he is, can serve two masters. For he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve the Most High and mammon, the devil. So you cannot serve this de facto government. You cannot serve in these churches. You cannot serve the Most High in these churches. Why? Because these churches are of the devil. The church is actually censored on what they could actually really say. They can't really speak freely in church. They're censored on what they can say because of their 501c3 and 501c4 grants. So a church, when you look at the contract, because I've looked at them, they're not supposed to speak out against homosexuals, which is why you see so many homosexuals in church today. Now, justify that in the Bible, because when you read the book of Leviticus 20 and 13, it says if a man sleeps like, with a man as he does a woman, Brother Senator, both of them shall be put to death. The blood should be upon them. So how do they justify this? How do they justify having these homosexuals and lesbians in church and say that they're teaching the word of the most high? It's because they're not teaching the truth. And they're catering to the God of this world, which is man, which is man. So you cannot serve this de facto government if it's contrary to the most high. And most of you must bear me witness, this government is against God. You can't serve the de facto and the most high as well. So if man-made laws conflict with the laws of the most high, we're not supposed to follow the man-made laws. They put that in their own writings in the Declaration of Independence. But guess what, Brother Shannonboy? Most people don't sit down and literally read the declarations of independence and the Constitution. But I'm going to go into it tonight because most of our people are so damn ignorant 
when it comes to, like, reading things that they should really know. They'd rather pick up a um, sports magazine and, and, and read about something that's not going to profit them at all. They, they rather, they'd rather read the garbage. So you must stand on your square, gird up your loins like a man, and face these liars. There are only two vibrations in this earth. These are good and evil, righteousness or wickedness, positive and negative. Even Job understood that the Lord can bring good or he can allow evil. Book of Job 2 verse 10, he says, but he said unto her, thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaking. He's talking to his wife. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of Yahweh? And we shall not receive evil? And on this did not Job sin with his lips. So when a man does evil, it represents presumptionness and disobeying the Lord's statutes and commandments. When a person does this, it is concluded that there's a lack of faith. They don't have faith in the Most High. Scripture says in um, 1 Samuel 15:23, Behold, 15:22-23, it says, Behold, it is better to obey than sacrifices and to hearken to that of um, fat of lambs. Why? Because if you know anything about biblical history in the older days, when the Israelites would sin, they would go to the altar and they would sacrifice some sort of animal and ask for forgiveness. But they became so wicked, they would just literally sin, and then they would go and offer uh, um, animal sacrifice. But when Hamashiach, Yahawashah came, the one that you refer to as Jesus Christ came, he became the ultimate human sacrifice. So that's the law that was actually done away with, was the law of animal sacrifice. So we must remember in all things, faith requires sacrifice. Faith requires sacrifice. So if a man says he believes in the Lord, there is no greater love from a man than a man who's willing to sacrifice. Book of Romans 12, verse 1 says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy. The word holy, when you look it up in the Hebrew, in Hebrew it means set apart, acceptable unto the Lord, which is a reasonable service. So, brothers and sisters, in faith, we must examine ourselves whether we are in faith, which means truth. Because you could use that word faith interchangeably with truth. So 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5 says, examine yourselves. Whether you be in faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how Yahawashah is in you, except you be reprobate? So if you got that reprobate mind, if you be given up to evil, Hamashiach Yahawashah is not in you. So we must keep under ourselves and bring it into subjection unless we become castaways. That's the book of First um, 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 Corinthians 9, verse 27. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection because it is your body that causes you to sin. It is your lust and it is your tongue. If you remove a person's sexual organs and their tongue, they wouldn't sin. 
It is their body that keeps them sinning. So the scriptures say in 1 Corinthians 9 and 27, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, least that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself be a castaway. And you must bear me witness, Brother Senator. You got a lot of Israelites out here talking about being the truth, and these wicked Negroes will go right out there and sleep with another man's wife. You got a lot of Israelite sisters out here with the fringes and dresses on, and they're wicked as hell. They are wicked. They're chasing other men. You know, um, you know I mean, total wrong spirit. So it is taught in, you know, these religious institutions that a man can have faith without keeping the laws of the Most High. Is that not what most churches teach, Brother Shenandoah? Well, all you got to do is love your neighbor as you love yourself. You don't have to keep any more commandments. They was all done away with, with Christ. Um, mercy comes in. Is that not what they teach, Brother Shenandoah? Yeah, that, that that is what they teach, but but it's all lies. All of yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all lies. It's all lies. That's what they teach. So did not the Lord say, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? That's Luke 646. A lot of people, you know, oh, I love my Jesus, my sweet Jesus, especially, you know, the um, the black woman in church. Because if you notice, the churches are mostly filled with women, more so than men, because most of the men is actually waking up and realize that's a lie. They're telling lies. So, Hamashiach Yahushua said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say in Luke 6, 46. <clears throat> also, did not the Lord teach a certain man that came to him and asked what must he do to enter eternal life? And he told him to do the law in Matthew 19 and 16. He was telling him to keep the commandments. So if the commandments was done away with, why is the Savior himself saying to keep the commandments because these preachers and teachers are liars. They are liars. They're not telling the truth. So, you know, with that, I wanted to go into the Declaration of Independence, and I'm going to show you how important this document is because most people, you, you've never read it. You might have heard it right in your classroom or so on and so forth in your um, youth but you never really understood it. And so a lot of you, you try to be secure party creditors. You try to understand the law. Um, you complain about this de facto that many of you refer to as government and so on and so forth, but you're wondering why you can't get remedy. It's because you don't understand law, and you don't know, you don't read the Constitution, so you don't hold these people to their oaths of office. And we're going to try to get to that as well. So, in Congress, July the 4th, 1776, and someone, you, I could guarantee you the Negro mind is out this dog the dot. Well, we were still slaves then in 1776. So, <laughs> no, I mean, you got the Negro mind that think like that. You got a simple Negro out there that was thinking like that when, you know, when you really look at history, Brother Shenador, we was actually ruling still in some part of Russia in the 1700s. Yes. You know what I mean? So when they talk about the Holy Roman Empire, that was us. You know, we rule Rome. We rule Europe, in fact. We rule so-called black people, the melanated people, rule Europe um, for a 1,000 years, starting in 193 A.D., 
started by a, a, a gladiator that became emperor, Severius Septimus. Don't, don't believe me. Go and check it out for yourself or go and watch one of my videos that I do on history. So we was ruling Europe, you know, um, but, you know, with the Renaissance, which means rebirth, during the period of the Renaissance, that's when the Euro Gentiles came to power and they started whitewashing everything and painting over their images. That's what it's talking about in the Apocrypha when it says he painted the likeness, he opened the books and painted the likeness of his image. So he started painting like all of these images that was melanated to so-called white people, whitewashing them. But he left some of the traces so he wasn't actually able to totally cover it up. So I'm not really attacking anyone. I'm just really telling the truth, man. Like, you know, the, the whole system has been utterly discombobulated. So it's up to us to re-educate ourselves. So now let's look at this Declaration of Independence because while many of you think that all of us came here in the hold of slave ships, that's a, that's a lie. It's not a lie. It's a goddamn lie. And some of you might say I'm cursing, but I'm not cursing because it's a lie that the Most High has, has, has damned. It's a lie that God has damned. So it's a lie. It's a lie. Many of us are indigenous to this land. Another mistake is that a lot of you people make is that you want to be everything except for which you are. I got to talk to you for a minute before I get into this Declaration of Independence. You want to be everything except for a Hebrew Israelite or more. You want to call yourself, oh, I'm Native American. Yeah, you, you, Brother Senator, they won't want to be anything except, you know, I'm going to speak in their terms for a man, a so called black man. They hate being what they are. Oh, I'm Native American. Oh, I'm mixed with this. That's self hate, yep. man. That's self loathing. You hate yourself, Negro, and you hate me right now. Why? Because I'm giving you truth, and you can't stand it. You can't stomach it. So you've got all these, oh, yeah, I got a little bit of Indian in me. Man, what the hell is an Indian? You ask them what it is. They can't even explain it because if you're an Indian, that means you came from India. And the people here are not from India. Understand that. So when you start talking about Native American, that's still a misnomer because the people that you think are Native Americans that's on these reservations, those are not the original inhabitants of this land either. Those people came down from places like Alaska and they're mixed with Asian and but, so those are not true natives also. These people came here to what is known as America, a Maxim, 10,000 years ago across the Bering Strait. But when the land was Pangaea, when this place, before the earthquake, when what you're referring to now as America was part of what you refer to over there as Africa was Pangaea, when that land was joined together, our people were already here, and that's why you see things in places like Mexico, like the Anzalac, you know, um, the Mayas, the Incas, and all of those people. And you see all of these statues with the thick black lips because those were our people. We was already here, man. And so, you know, a lot of people, Brother Shenador, you know, a lot of these simple-minded Israelites also, they want to deal with crystals. and that, None of that has nothing to do with our heritage, man. The only people in the nation of Israel that dealt with crystals was the high priest. They wore them on their, their breastplates. So, uh, and a lot of our women get into this madness. They like to deal with crystals and try and call on all of these different spirits. But the scriptures tell you when you deal with stuff like that, you open yourself up to other spirits. But it's not the spirit of the Most High. The Most right. High is not dealing with that. 
So you're invoking other spirits, unclean spirit. That's why a lot of our women be bugged out of their damn mind, going to get some damn crystal and all this. And, you know, she's putting demons in her home and don't even realize it. But, you know, back to this, our people, man, our people, many of them was already here when this land was paying jeer. So we're not Indians. We're indigenous or the true aboriginals. You see how they're calling those people in Australia, oh, they're aboriginal. Well, that's a damn lie also. An aboriginal, when you go and look at the etymology of the word, an aboriginal means someone that was actually in that land before anyone else actually came there. That's an aboriginal. That means you're original, but you was there before anyone else actually ever got there. So that's the true aboriginals. We're the true aboriginals, and we're the true Asiatics when you break right. down those terms. So with that being said, you know, um, so we're not, all you people calling yourself Indians, that's a misnomer. You're indigenous to the land. That means you was originally here. Not all of our people came on slave ships, man. That's a lie. So you could get that out of your head. You could get that out of your head. You know, I went and visit, you know, the Decalogue Stone in Los Lunas, New Mexico. Some of you saw my video online. That, that stone traces back to the time of King Solomon. So explain how something that's over 3,000 years old with the Ten Commandments written on it in, in, in the Paleo-Hebrew got over there in Los Lunas, New Mexico. If our people wasn't always ready yet. And, and so all of these blacks that want to call themselves like Egyptians and all of that, you still, again, you don't know history because you talk about the pyramids and the Egyptian pyramids. Well, the mounds on this side is much older than the pyramids in Egypt. When you, when you like, like, you know, these, oh, like, yeah. um, um, what is it, Louisiana State University, those are some of the oldest mounds in the world. But our people don't know this. They don't know this. Why? The Grand you don't like to read. Right. You don't like to read. You, you like to read the buffoonery and the BS. So, you know, so let's look at this. For those of you that want to be secure party creditors and those of you that's afraid of the de facto, I call it de facto. They call it government. So all of you that's afraid of the damn government, it's all tossed out. Like, so, yeah, I get emails. Check this out, King. I get emails from people all of the time. You know, it's almost like they're praying for my downfall. You know what I mean? I get emails here, Tazi Doctor, all right? I haven't heard from you. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure you're all right. So that just makes me think <laughs> these niggas just hoping that something happened to me. Like, oh, yeah, I thought something had happened to you. So you're speaking into existence. You understand what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, yeah, so what you, you praying for something to happen to me? Oh, yeah, I thought they had got you, man. And, you know, it's a bad joke. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, but, yeah, I'm good, though. You see what I'm saying? It's like they're wishing they're praying for my downfall, man. A lot of trolls and haters out there, man. But I thank them for the hate because I take that negative energy, man, and I reverse it and transform it into something positive. So the haters could keep on hating and the trolls could keep on being trolls because, yeah, I use you for your energy. So let's look at this. So all of you that, you know, you, you want to be interested in law um, and you're wondering what you do when a government, because this government is unruly. This government is about to turn this into a damn police state. Your right is slowly being taken away from you. Every time you see a school shooting or something on television or television, that's just another means of trying to deprive you of your gun rights. See, the first thing that they're trying to attack Brother Senator is a, what they refer to as assault weapons, like an AR-15. 
You know, they don't want, why? Because when the gun grabbers come to kick your door in or declare martial law, they want you to be defenseless. But I'm not fooling for that, man. And if you're smart, you wouldn't either. So nevertheless, Declaration of Independence, it, it reads as thus. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among powers of the earth the separate and equal situations to which the laws of nature, of nature's God, entitled them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So, I mean, many of us, we're separating ourselves from this de facto, from this society by becoming secure party creditors. It's said it right here in the Declaration of Independence. Now, watch this. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. So I've been telling you all along the highest status that you could have is a man. And I refer to myself as an agreed man. People don't even understand why I say that. They think it's just a phrase that sounds good. I'm saying that I am an aggrieved man because I believe that a wrong has been done to me. So whenever I go into one of the colorful courts, I say I'm just here as an aggrieved man to, to handle all charges outstanding. So let's read. So we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Now, notice this doesn't read inalienable rights like they got in the country. It says unalienable rights. What does that mean? That means that your rights cannot have a lien placed upon them, right? You, that means, Brother Shanador, there's certain rights that you are born with that comes from the Creator, the Most High Yahweh, that you can't even give them away. You understand what I'm saying? They're unalienable. They can't place a lien on them. But then when you go over to the Constitution, Article 1, um, Section 10, Clause 1, it says no state could pass any law impairing the obligation to contract, which means you have a right to contract. So you could contract your own damn rights away if you're stupid enough. And guess what? Most people are. So they go right in and they contract their um, rights away. Why? Because they don't know the law. I mean the contract or the law. They don't know the law. Wait, contract is law. And Lord's contract, but most people just don't get that. I've been saying that for what, like 10 years. So among these rights, so we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator. That's the most high. Did that say government give that to us, Brother Senator? Who give us no. these rights? They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. So the Most High gave us these rights, God, that among these are life. So you have a right to live, right, according to this. We have a right to live. Liberty is not liberty and freedom to travel. So that means I have a right to get in my conveyance and go from point A to point B if I want to without a driver's license. Is that correct, Brother Senator? That's what this is saying. I'm not making it up. That it says correct. it right here. Liberty means freedom to go where you want to go. So I have the liberty or the freedom to go wherever I want to go as long as I'm not infringing on the rights of anyone else. It's written right here. How come people don't read it? It's right here. So uh, where is it? 
It's my freedom of liberty right here. What the hell do you mean I need a driver's license? That's a commercialized instrument. But right here in the Declaration of Independence since 1776, it says that I have a freedom of liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So I have a right to pursue happiness. To secure these rights, listen to this, watch this, government, government, which actually become a de facto, government are instituted among men. So who institutes these governments, Brother Shanador? Let's see. Let's read. Man. Deriving, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. What did, what, did that, what did that just say? Deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. Who's the government, Brother Senator? We are. No. The people. No. The are. people are governed. So from what they're saying right here in the Declaration of Independence, the government gets its power from who? The people. The people. The people. So why in the hell are people afraid of the government? I'm, I'm not getting this. Because they're getting their power from you. So you have a power. Let, let's see what it says that the government becomes unruly and you don't like what the government is doing and they're not governing how the people want them to govern. Let's read. Let's see what it says here. That securities rights, governments are instituted amongst men deriving just powers from the consent of the governed. means that we got to consent to what they're doing. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, if they become destructive, Let's say they want to say, you've got to have this driver's license. You've got to have a license to do here. You've got to have a license to be a plumber. Well, you're being destructive because I just read that I have um, a right to pursue happiness, and I don't need any kind of license because a license is a permit, which means now I'm getting permission from the government. But this right here is telling me that these things is given to me from my creator. Understand that. Understand that. So. They got their consent from the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right. Listen up, listen up. It is the right. It is the right of the people to alter, to change, or to abolish. Word abolish means destroy, Brother Shanador. To alter or to abolish it. And to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to the effect of their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that government long established should not be changed for light and transition causes, and accordingly all experiences have shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to rights themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usations pursuing invariably the same objects evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, what's that word? What did I say, Brother Senator? Despotism. Uh-huh. Um, what did I call my book, Brother Senator? Then I see where I'm getting some of this stuff from, man. I'm speaking the same language that Jan Han- John Hancock then was speaking back <laughs> in. What, what did I just say, Brother Tenador? Dispotism. Dispotism. What did I call my book? <laughs> Dispotism, we the people, versus dispotism. They didn't even know what I was talking about, man. 
We the People versus Dispotism. That's one of my books, man. Where do you think I got it from? What is dispotism? That's a despotic rule. That means when the government becomes unruly and totally take control of the people like a dictatorship, that's despotism. Despotism, man. So get your mind right, Chief. So let's, let's read on. So despotism, <clears throat> remember that word, because when you see it on my books, you'll understand why I sort of call in my um, books that. It is the right, it is their duty to throw off such government. It said it is your right, it is your duty to, I'm not making this up. By the way, everything I'm saying, I'm quoting from the Declaration of Independence because you know I got a lot of people that say, oh, wow, damn, that's treason. What they're doing is treason. No, it's written right here in the Declaration of Independence, man. And to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of the colonies and such is now the necessities which constraints to them to alter their former system of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usations, all having in direct object the establishment of absolute tyranny over the states. To prove this, let's fa let facts be submitted to a candid world. So, With that being said, the people need to learn that if this government, I don't like to call it the government, I call it the facto, existing in fact, but not officially established. So what do I care? You go into a colorful venue, oh, yeah, Tyler, they're charging me with such and such. What do I care about what they're charging me with, Brother Senator? They're not even the real government. They're the facto. The only reason that the courts have validity is because you showed up and you gave them validity. The only time you should be going down there if you're showing up to make a special appearance to challenge subject matter jurisdiction. You don't go in and argue the merit of the case. Why? You go and you establish, hey, what is the status of the judge? Where are you from? You know? Then if you get past status, you go to jurisdiction. Does this court have jurisdiction over me, over the person? over the subject matter, and then you get into adjudication. But the way it works, as soon as you get into court, they start adjudicating you. Well, Mr. Shenandoah, you're being charged with um, excessive. And when we, you know, the officer conducted a search, we found um, a, 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 an assault weapon in your car. So we're going to charge you with um, operating um, under the influence, um, driving excessively with an assault weapon over um, – County lines. How do you plead? That's adjudication, man. You, you haven't even established the status in the jurisdiction. They start adjudicating you immediately because they know that you do not know the law. I mean the contract. I mean the law. So now let's talk about oaths of authors. I'm trying not to be too long. I've already been talking like 45 minutes. The time's fine. So let's, because a lot of people, you go into colorful courts and you argue that the judge or the prosecutor did not have an oath. And, and that's, a, um, that's a Negro that's out of his mind. Because if you go into a colorful court, most of these people of the court don't have oaths simply because it is a colorful court. It's not an Article Three court, so chances are, if you ask the judge, well, what's your, are you under your oath today? He'll typically say something like, oh, no, not today. Maybe next week sometime. 
you know, he's playing semantics with you because when he tells you this is his court, he means that literally. It is his court. He's controlling that court because you're in a colorable court. You're in a military tribunal, and you should know that it's a military tribunal because when you go into court, you see a flag with gold fringes around it. So you should know that it's a military tribunal. You go into a court, see a flag with gold fringes around it. That that's that that's that's the type of flag that we use. Is that not what you saw in the military, brother Shenador? Did not the flag have gold fringes around it in the Marines? That's yep. a military flag, man. That's a military flag. Why? Because we've been under, you know, emergency war powers since. Way back, since the time of Lincoln, which is why they don't declare war anymore when they invade some country, because we've been under emergency war powers, so all of the citizens of the United States became enemies of the state. So let's look at oaths, the oaths of office, because you say, oh, times of dollar, none of them had oaths. I look for their oaths. I couldn't find any. The reason you can't find any is because when you go into a colorable court, they don't have no damn oath. They do not have an oath. Understand that. You're in a colorable court. You don't even know what kind of law he's going to practice on you. Why? Because he's not practicing law. See, when people go in, Brother Senator, they automatically assume that law is on the table. They're not practicing law. What they're practicing is exactly what they tell you, statutes, codes, rules, Acts. You know what's an act, Senator? When you go in, does not the judge have on a black priestly garment? Why? Yep. Because Instead he got that from Rome. Rome. He's just like a, a priest in all black. He got that from Rome. The judge sits on the bank. The word bench is Latin for bank. So the judge is sitting on a bank. And all of these 70, CFR 72.11 says all crimes are commercial. So even if you're going in for murder, there is commerce is involved. It's always about money. It doesn't really matter what you've done. They don't really care about that. And if you go and tell the truth, they're going to try and shut you down. So you've got to always go in and argue, which means to make clear the contract. But you never get into arguments. Because if you get into argument, then you're going to get wrong with it. So what is an oath? Let's look at the definition of an oath. Um, Bouvier's Dictionary, 1865. Oath. I got it right here. It's a declaration made according to law before a competent tribunal or officer to tell the truth. Or it is an act of one who, when lawfully required to tell the truth, takes God to witness that what he says is true. It is a religious act by which the party invokes God not only to witness the truth and sincerity of his promise, but also to an average, to avenge his imposters or violated faith. So this is why when you go in, they ask you, do you swear to or affirm to tell the truth? This is why they ask me that. Now, two, it's a proper, is it, or should I ask, is it proper to distinguish two things in oaths? What are those two things? One is the innovation by which the guide of truth, who knows all things, is to be taken to witness 
And the second thing is the imprecation by which he acts as just an all-powerful being to pursue perjury. And, you know, perjury is actually lying under oath. So the commencement of an oath is made by the party taking hold of the book after being required. Now, a lot of courts, they don't even have you swear on the Bible anymore. They just ask you to raise your hand. Do you swear to tell the truth? They, they pretty, a lot of these courts is taking the Bible completely out. They don't have you to swear on the book anymore. Oaths are taken in various forms. The most usual is upon the book, the, the, the word of the most high. That, that many courts, the last few courts that I went into, there was no Bible. They didn't have any Bible. They just asked me to raise my hand. I say, I affirm. So usually I want you to put your hand on the book and say, do you swear that um, whatever your name is, so help you guide to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. See, the origin of this oath can be traced to Roman law. It could be traced back to the Roman law. This is Rome, man. America is nothing but an extension of Rome. So another form of oath is by a witness or a party promising, holding up his right hand while the officer repeats to him, do you swear by almighty God the searches of hearts? Many of them may not say this anymore to tell the truth. So in another form, it's commonly called an affirmation. Affirmation. So the officer repeats, do you solemnly, sincerely, and truly declare and affirm to tell the truth? But the oath, however, may be varied in other forms in order to confirm your religious opinion. Remember, man, the, the, the black robe is dressed in a priestly garment. This is all about the Jesuits. Would you thought the court system was real? This is all about the Jesuits. It's all about Rome. It's all about the Catholic Church. That's who's ruling it. Them and the banksters. That's who's ruling America. The Jesuits, the banksters, the Rothschilds, meaning red childs, the Rockefellers. So these oaths that you're going in and you're um, challenging these um, black rules, do you have um, an oath? Are you under your oath today? Why would you ask him something like that? What does that have to do with anything, Brother Senator? Are you under your oath today? Well, what do you think he's going to say? He tells you this is my court. If you mention the Constitution one more time in my court, I'll find you in contempt. And he's dead serious. It is his court, so you should have known better not to go in such a court. So I always suggest that, hey, you move the court. Move it. Move it to an Article Three court. Then I tell them to do that. They can't even tell me what an Article Three court is. But they say they're ready. They've been researching. They've been studying. Some people tell me I've been studying for three years, and I ask them what an Article Three court is. They can't even tell me what it is. Now, how are you going to help someone like that, Brother Shannon Dewey? I don't know. So with that, Article 3 court is your tissue court, though. That's basic. <laughs> I'm going to stop right there, good brother. You got anything you want to add before I open it up for questions? Um, well, I just wanted to uh, add 
you know. The other word for bench was bank. Yeah, go ahead, brother. Yep. Yep. Bench for bank. The way that I see that uh, the lack of faith will make you fail because everything essentially is against the people. Since we've never came out of a state of uh, emergency, we've been in martial law um, for years. It's just never been, uh, I'm going to say, it's never been propagated. And they've just been using us as projects, testing the waters, like you said, with these different um, events, the wars, the uh, the uh, September 11th, the, um, you know, um, the school shootings and things like that to see how we're going to respond. And they're actually, they, meaning the de facto government, in each county and each state, they've actually been militarizing their uh, police force and been holding practice sessions for whenever they decide to make the uh, the next move in isolated events. Yeah, so I just want to go ahead and put that out there. Without faith, you're going to be easily overtaken. But just know that during this whole time, they're, they're always preparing. You know, um, under Sam's right. authority, he is steadily busy working toward a, uh, a uh, you know, specific goal of completely taking over. Right, 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 right. So that's it? That's it, brother? That's what you got? Still there? Oh, I guess he got knocked out of the core. So, Davey O, you're unmuted. Got anything want to add to the core? Hey, talking to me? Here we go. One, two, three, one. Hey, uh, shalom. How how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Yeah, I just wanted to put in, I ordered uh, Commercial Warfare on 5.9, and it still hasn't come. I was just wondering if... Uh, what was that? I ordered Commercial Warfare on uh, May 9th, and it still hasn't come. Did I send you a tracking number? Um, I have it somewhere. It's in one of them. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, just track the book and see where it's located at. See what it is. Uh, I don't think I got a tracking number. Yeah, well, um, send me an email. Send, send me an email. I'll look for that. I mean, if that's in May, that's like over a month ago. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that was sent out. Uh-huh. Hey, Shenandoah, you're unmuted. All right. Sorry about that. I got, hey, uh, hey Davey, uh, which, which name? Uh, hold on one second, Shenandoah. Which name was that um, book ordered under? Uh, I'm trying to find the email now. No, I mean, what's your name? What name should a book have actually been sent to? Uh, Dave Odette. Huh. What was that last name? Odette. O-D-E-T-T-E. All right. See if I can find something on that. 
All right, go ahead, Shannon. Do <clears throat> oh no, I was, I'm I'm just back on the call. I lost connection, but that's that's pretty yeah, much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Figure that. Just stop. But I mean, you you were saying something when you when the core dropped. Uh, the last thing I was saying is that uh, us um we've never we've always been in a state of emergency and and uh, we never came out of the martial law status. And um, the, you know, de facto government and the powers that be are steadily running drills, preparing and, uh, you know, practicing for, you know, their takeover of isolated locations. Yeah. Are you still there? Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm here. I'm trying to move move my phone away from the computer here because I got my my reference materials and stuff up. But, but yeah, so running drills, they do that uh, at the county level, at the city and the state level. And they've also – I've actually um, been part of, uh, you know, running drills uh, before and after um, being shipped abroad and serving, you know, in Kuwait and Iraq. And um, I, I believe you've mentioned it, but, you know, over there, the people that, you know, we're warned against are, you know, people that look, you know, they look just like us. Right, right, and, right, right, right. And you also touched on a point about uh, them taking, you know, our weapon. That's all part of, you know, uh, all part of, you know, taking over the uh you know, certain regions and, and things like that for for the extermination process that's been practiced over and over again throughout history. But, yeah, that's all I had to add. That they're always working toward it, so we need, to, we need to stay, you know, up on our stuff, you know, up in faith and, you know, be vigilant. Always, you know, looking and watching the signs of the time. But it's already written. Everything that's happening, you know, you've already referenced it, and it's just a repeat. But uh, that's that's all I had to add. All right, all right. Um, Teray, you got anything you want to add? Um, just in addition to watching out for um, this martial law, I had. Um, stumbled upon some videos and read that um, in certain areas, going with that drill, they would put um, stickers in your mailbox, which would be either yellow, blue, or red. And uh, for for the moment that they do the martial law, those stickers would tell if you were um, you would uh, be submissive, like kind of like the dumb dumb country bumpkin that doesn't really care that they'll be easily moved, the ones who may have guns and resist, and the, um, what do they call them, preppers. Because, you know, now um, people are getting cited, you know, for being preppers, like having bunkers or um, food or if they think you have ammunition. But supposedly inside your mailbox in certain areas, um, people started finding these little stickers. So just a little round sticker would be on your mailbox. And they said that means the government came out and coded the areas. 
So that's just one thing to look at when you open up your mailbox. You know, sometimes there's just mysterious stickers in there. But um, supposedly, um, if they think you're a prepper, you know, they hit your YouTube and they come look at you, look at your property and you can't um, store water. Um, there was these uh, tanks that came out where you can use rainwater and filter it out, and now they're putting certain licenses on that. Uh, same if you have livestock. If you look like you can maintain without the government and hold it down, then they're trying to come in and seize most of your things. So I just wanted to add that something to look at. That, um, certain areas are starting to drills, pre-drills. That's it. All right, appreciate that. Um, let's see. Abinell, you're unmuted. What you got? Yeah, I just I just came in. I like to back in because I had got uh I had got um, disconnected for a minute. My phone went dead, so I'm really just listening right now, so I can get back to what y'all talking about. So All right. I don't really got nothing right now. Wait, wait, wait. All right. Call from New York. You're unmuted. Got anything? Want to add to the call? Caller from New York. You're unmuted. You got anything you want to add to the call? No. Um, Caller from Mississippi. Yeah, I'm muted. Got anything you want to bring to the core? Questions? Gripes? Bitches? Anything? Caller from Mississippi. Hi, Salam. How's it back? How you doing? Um, I don't have anything to add to the call right now, but um, just taking all the information in. We look forward to being at your workshop this weekend in Philadelphia. Oh, who, who's this caller? What's your name, caller? My name is Lena Mason. Oh, yeah. I don't think. Is this your first time on the call? Uh, it's not my first time, but it's my first time chiming in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listening to this call, I don't, I don't you know, sound like a familiar caller. I kind of... Um, Know the voices and all. You said you're going to be at the seminar. Yes. Uh, you you donated online or you paying at the door? Um, we're going to purchase online the day before. Uh, all right. The day before, you might want to yes. do it before the day before because it's just kind of okay. like I'm only going to let like 50 people in. Now I'm only going to let like 50 people in because okay. there's something about melanated people when you when you get a bunch of them. <laughs> sometimes they get a little bit unruly. Yeah, okay. it's getting a little bit unruly the last time in California. So, oh, but wow. yeah. Okay. And so I'm responsible for everything. And I mean, I had to sign a contract to say I'm responsible for the property and all of that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Oh, well, we'll get those done tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but we look you, you don't have it. anything? You don't have anything you want to add to the call? No questions or nothing? I don't have anything to add. Um, I've just been um, taking it all in. I just started watching your videos. In like December, but my husband has been following you for like three years, and um, you know we really have faith in all of the information that you're giving us, and and we're ready to move. Well, what's your husband's name? Richard Birch. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. Yeah. So, we look forward to it. Yeah, that name is very familiar. All right. I appreciate that, sister. All right. Thanks. Northeast Cali. Shalom, shalom. Northeast California in Cancun, Mexico. Yes, sir. You hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think you was going to be able to reach me from Mexico, man. <laughs> I, I was a little iffy about it, too, but, yeah, it, it, it got through. But, yeah, about the, yeah. About the whole people got to study, man. It, it's just you're not, I mean, you, you're not going to have faith that this is going to work if you don't. Like uh, right. enrich your mind with the information that you need. Like, uh, yep. I mean, if if we just tell you this, like you won't believe it for yourself. Right. I mean, I've seen this firsthand. You you got to what whatever we tell you to look up, you need to look up so you have that ammunition uh, for yourself that you know it's true, and you have faith in it. You know what I mean? But yeah, right, people right. just gotta. People gotta, people gotta study and have faith. And if you don't, if you don't back up your knowledge with real facts or truth, you're not gonna have faith in it. That's all I gotta say about that. Oh, all right, all right, great brother, appreciate that. Yep. Florida Panhandle handler. Florida Panhandle, you're unmuted. What you got for us? Yeah, peace, peace, tons of doc. This is Ness, Ness Bandit. Um, yeah, man, you know, uh, just, just listening to the uh, conversation, I actually jumped in halfway, to be honest with you. I had some, a prior engagement, but um, got your email, so I had to jump on just to catch the tail end of it. And um, when you brought up the, uh, you know, the, uh, the declarations of independence, how we should, you know, get on that, how we should know that, um, it reminded right. me of, of the lost 13th Amendment. I stumbled upon that in, like, the last couple of weeks. I was, you know, I don't know if it was on YouTube or just, you know, reading it online. But um, basically, like, the Law 13th Amendment saying, if any citizen of the United States shall accept, claim, receive, or retain any title of nobility or honor, or shall, without the consent of Congress, accept and retain any present pension, office, or emolument of any kind, whatever, from any person, king, prince, or foreign power, such person shall cease to be a citizen of the United States and shall be incapable of holding any office of trust or profit under them or either of them. That specifically, you know, I, w- I want to get your opinion on that and its connection to the Peace Treaty of Morocco of 1786, specifically with, um, I believe, Article 6 in that, speaking like, if any more shall bring citizens of the United States or their effects to his majesty, the citizens shall immediately be set at liberty and effects restored, and in like manner, if any more not a subject of these dominions shall make prize of any of the citizens of America or their effects and bring them into any of the ports of his majesty, they shall be immediately released, as they will then be considered as under his majesty's prote- protection. So this was in 1786. I'm wondering if, if you know, during the whole, you know, um, uh, the reorganization of the Constitution in the 1800s, around like you know uh, early 1800s, if, if if taking out that that 13th Amendment, it, was that connected? And is that connected to us, you know, being uh, slaves at that time, you know, our, our indigenous uh, Morris ancestors, uh, you know? Let it get your feedback on that. Yeah, I mean, well, the the problem is is that the the bulk of our people are not referring to themselves as um, Moors. They refer to themselves as um, Negroes, Blacks, and Coloreds, which are actually right. brand names. So 
you know, when you when you look, I mean, you you mentioned. I think I just heard you mention the the, the treaty of peace and friendship. So with that treaty, like the Moors is actually protected. And if you really know anything about, you know, true American history, like a lot of the Moors had a lot of people um, enslaved. Like a lot of the Moors was actually enslaving blacks and whites. And so, you know, that be the Islamic side. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So, I yes, mean, sir. yeah, I mean, and that's a, that's the thing that confuses people. That That's why people get discombobulated because now in this day and age when people think of Moors, they automatically relate them to Islam. You see what right. I'm saying? They're, they're automatically, oh, well, yeah, he's a Muslim and so on and so forth. He's following Islam. But that wasn't true because, you, you know, you had Moors that was Jews and Christians. So, but, yeah, under that peace, that treaty of peace and friendship, yeah, they was protected. Did you know that, you know, you know, there was a time that if you claim yourself as a Moor, Morocco was the one country that any Moor could go to and didn't need a passport. You could just go right. to Morocco because you was right. actually linked to that land. So you, you see what I'm saying? Like most people, you know, they don't, they don't really know that. So, I mean, so, but, so yeah, they, they had a lot of protection as Moors, man. Like, I mean, and they, I mean, there were several treaties that the Moors had with, um, you know, the um, this government, which I didn't agree with a lot of them, man. Kind of made me so, kind of sort of look down on some of them. Yes, sir. Can, can I get a quick follow-up with that? So uh, quick. So from the from the Moorish side, right? We just speaking just more, right? Of course, we got our Hebrew Moors, because and then you got Islamic side, the Islamic Moors. Seeing that masonry is basically, uh, you know, a derivative of Moorish science, and as you pointed out, it was the Islamic Moors that first put us into slavery and helped the Europeans find the New World. You know, um, you know, I don't know. Going back to like you know, Ishmael, you know, as, you know, even before Edomites was, you know, God said, I, you know, Esau, I hate Jacob, I love. Before that, you know, there was Ishmael and descendants of, you know, I believe, you could correct me, but I believe the descendants of Ishmael, the Ishmaelites were the ones who later are now today's Arabian Islamic culture. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's somewhat right. But the true Ishmaelites were melanated people. Like the people okay. that you see over there now, those are Ottoman Turks. Remember, the Ottoman Turks came down and they invaded those correct, lands correct. and then they produced those people that you see over there now because they ravished a lot of the so-called African women and they produced that color people that you see there now. That's why they're called Arabs. Like Arabs, that has nothing to do with um, nationality. When you look at the etymology of the word, that means Arabah means like a nomadic person that roams from place to place because the Ottoman Turks came down and they took control of those lands and they produced these like buttermilk complexion Arabs that you see over there today. But the true Ishmaelites, check this out, King, they had to be melanated people because that was Abraham's son, right? So Israel was Abraham's first son. And who did he come from? Who did he, he came from Hagar, which was an Egyptian, which means she was a so-called black woman. Because we know that the true Egyptians were melanated. You know what I mean? Right. Because otherwise, how would, you know, um, Moses be able to go into Egypt and, and pass for, you know, the Pharaoh's grandson, you know, and not, you know, be detected if he was a so-called white man amongst black people like that. You know what I mean? So true. That, that's telling us right there that, that the Hebrews and, you know, 
the Egyptians had to be melanated people because if if, if Moses was a so-called white man, they would immediately say, now this guy, he, he, he don't look like us. But he passed for Pharaoh's grandson for like 40 years. So we know that Ishmael was a so-called melanated man because his mom, Hagar, was from, you know, he was one of the descendants, she was one of the descendants from Ham, from that genealogy of Ham, which was an Egyptian. And Abraham was a descendant from, you know, um, the sea line of um, Ur. He, he was first in the land of Ur of Chaldee. And, you mm. know, they went down from Mesopotamia and went in that land that they're now calling. Because remember, that, that what they're now calling Israel was really a, a so-called African land because that was the right. land of Canaan. That was the land that the Most High took away from the Canaanites and gave to the people that's now calling themselves like, you know, Hebrews and Jews and all of that. And this is why we spoke like very similar languages and similar dialects. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and this is why a lot of the customs are, are like really the same uh, of, of those particular people. So, so with that, but, yeah, those, those people over there are not us, man. Those Arabs, they got nothing to do with us, man. They're, they're damn Turks, man. They're nothing but so-called um, Edomites that mixed in, man, with, um, you know, those people over there. Like, just like Esau, remember? Esau mixed right. in. One of, one of Esau's rebellions was that he mixed in with the Hamites. And Isaac had told him not to do that. But because he didn't get the blessing and he didn't get the birthright, so he decided to mix in with the children of Ham. And then he mm. went up into Mount Seir and, you know, he overthrew those Horites that was actually up in the mountainous regions. And so from right. Mount Seir, then he migrated up into the, you know, Georgia, Russia, by the Black and Caspian Sea, and then they started calling themselves Caucasians. That's that, you know, yeah. 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 Yes, sir. That's Esau's history, man. So, yeah. Hey, well, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, caller from New Jersey. New Jerusalem. Yeah, I'm muted. Caller from New Jersey or agent from New Jersey, whoever you are, you want to say something? At least knowledge you're there. Caller from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah. I was on mute. I apologize. Shalom, man. Hey. It's wrong. That's the love of Yaya Bay, man. Oh, yeah, it's Yaya Bay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you said. <laughs> yeah, I was muted, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was walking from Pennsauk and all the way back to Weehawken. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just over here. I actually just got on, um, pulled over by the policeman right now because, like, I just took a walk and um, there was, like, Somebody called for something suspicious, but I was just standing there and like, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was still listening, and, you know, I learned a lot from you, so I hold myself as a man, you know. The, the, the most high didn't give me the spirit of fear, so I move on. You know, I got faith. Um, I wanted to let you know um, I will be attending the uh, seminar on Saturday on the 16th. So about noon, I already uh, got my ticket for the mega bus. Uh, I'll be paying at the door because I'm having, like, trouble difficulties with, like, credit cards or whatever, and I don't want to get into that, so... I just wanted to let you know, and I'll be there. You know? Yeah, yeah, I added you to the list already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your name down already. Yeah, I, I wrote appreciate that in an email. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I highly appreciate that, man. Also, um, will you have your uh your books on display over there? So, like, let's say I want to go and uh you know purchase them. And yeah, purchase yeah, 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 yeah. I have them. Yeah, I have them. All right, that's good. I have them there. 
Yeah. Yeah, so I'll make sure yeah. I have a little fee on me to um to get a uh, get some of your books, man. Cause I already told you, man. I have this on um, the fourth edition Black Laws Dictionary. I'm getting the uh, Webster's, and it's just it's good to have, you know, hand in hand to study, you know, cause like you no, know, we need to start somewhere, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I see Jimmy in the room last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, King. I'm calling from Texas. Yeah, I'm muted. What you got, brother, sister? Peace, peace, brother. Peace, peace. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Let's go with you, King. Man, living, living. Uh, it's Jeremiah Tuck once again from uh, coming out of H-Town, coming out of Houston. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I ain't got a whole lot to add, but I did uh I did want to ask, because I'm real, 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 feeling real passionate about everything I've been reading out of yeah. your book, uh, Commercial Warfare, We the People of Despotism. Um, I got the book off Amazon, and uh, I can't put it down, but um, how much, well, I'm not even going to ask how much. Let me first of all can I can I ask you what all is included in the package for uh the secure party creditor? What 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 do we well I mean what can I, I, I be very in, brief in the package? I can be very brief with that. Everything that you need to become a secure party creditor, man. And, and, and I'll I'll leave it as that, man, because I really don't know what's <laughs> much of it, man. I practice out Okay, shot, okay, 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 yeah. okay. <laughs> And son, they taught me in the military, and I had to use it against them, man. Opsack. Yeah, I mean, top secret. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, Shenandoah? Yes, sir. Opsack. You know? <laughs> that's, uh, uh, right. that's a bit. 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 I got that. I got that. Um, okay, okay, okay. That uh, he 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 doesn't. He's not the type to piecemeal stuff out to you. So there's going to be things in there that you don't know what they are at first when you first file it. So okay. You, but when you get it, do your due diligence so you can understand what each piece and what each document is for. All right. Okay. So you're not going to have okay. to go back so and, I guess, I guess, and I guess buy anything else. Is, and, uh, oh, excuse me, Steve. I didn't know you were still going. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say you don't have to, you know, keep going back and, you know, adding something else and adding something else and adding something else. Anything that you add after you, um, you know, uh, get your package, it's, you know, to enhance your knowledge so you can stand, you know, in your own square as a, as a man. But there's nothing, once you get, once you buy it, that I mean, everything is in there, and it will keep you busy, uh, you know, for quite some time as far as, okay, so, you know, figuring so it all out. So we're just talking about documents. So we're not talking, so I wouldn't be getting – the uh, the black laws and so you you're not providing nah, nah, any nah, any, nah. Other, any other material like that. It's it's more so um, instruments so I can handle what I need to handle to get uh to get lined up as a man. Right. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Black laws dictionary, so you have to get on your own. Okay, that's that's more what I'm asking. That's more what I'm asking. What all when I say what all is included in the package? That's that's more what I mean. Okay, 
Yeah, it's it's just roughly, you know, documents, good brother. Yeah. Yeah, it's just okay. roughly um documents like, you know, like informational documents that you need to, you know, pretty much change the status. <clears throat> Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, look. Um, you can expect a donation from me. I think I got it. I think I. I think it's been set up. I hope you've been getting it. It's just a little bit of change, but I've been trying to send a little donation to the cause. Uh, right. Keep spitting this fire. I can. Hey, man. I can tell the spirit is on you, strong. So. Keep keep doing what you're doing, bro. Yeah, I try, King. I try, I try. I try, man. <laughs> I try. Appreciate that, though, man. Bet, bet. Always peace. a perfect day, man. <laughs> peace, peace, peace. Look. Um, call from East North Carolina. You unmuted. What you got? Oh, slow, slow. Brother Todd, the doctor. This uh, D from my Raleigh. It's good, brother. Um, really chimed in a little late. I uh, was reading a little bit, but... Uh, First off, I want to apologize for that video, bro. Look back at it and I see what you were saying. Um, no, 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 that's good. That's good. Uh, he was an idiot, though, man. Like someone else yeah. had sent that to me. He was a complete idiot. He he had that case beat if he had kept his mouth closed. He just yeah, started right, talking right. too much. Yeah. yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, uh, um, just, just, just like I said, I'm uh, taking everything in. Um, I am coming to the uh, the conference on the 16th and 17th. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm just studying a little bit more, trying to understand this uh, secure part of credit, as well as a lot of the uh, information that I'm, I'm receiving uh, through your videos, brother. So um, I'm just thankful for, for, for getting this right knowledge, for one, opening my eyes, for two, uh, and what this world consists of and how the government has plagued each and every one of us, man. It's, it's just sick. But like I said, the brother said earlier, um, Shit. It's a book that you can't put down if you really want to open your eyes to uh, what's going on and uh, how this world has corrupt all. So I uh, appreciate that, brother, and I'll see you on um, Saturday. All right, good brother. All right. All right. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Stand strong, man. I will. <laughs> all right. Um, caller from Central Florida. Yeah, I need it. Caller from Central Florida. Uh, yeah, I'm just listening in right now at work. So. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. South Carolina. Yeah, I need it. Caller from South Carolina. Your lines are muted. You got anything to bring to the call? Any questions? Hey, it's Jose Doc. All right, slow, slow, slow. <laughs> Another one called me Tazay Da. It's Tazay Da. Tazay Da. Yeah, 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 Tazay Da. But, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. I apologize, Tazay Da. It's not the first time. So so what you got, sister? <laughs> well, well, I didn't really have too much to add to the call. Um, It's a great thing that you're doing. You're doing a really good thing, and I'm really proud of you guys. You know, just for the movement that you are doing for our people. I mean, I know a lot of us won't be able to be saved 
And like Marcus Garvey once said, you know, he had 900 men, and, you know, even those who would have infiltrated the group, they still had the goal, regardless if they were black or not or more or not, you know. I kind of do feel bad for some of the people who fall victim to the ignorance that's going on out here. Um, I am in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and, you know, it's really hard trying to assert your rights around here. You know, you you have so many people down here that are not like people up north. You know, people up north, they mind their business. They keep to themselves. You know, people down here in South Carolina, they're very nosy. They're very belligerent. You know what I'm saying? And people down here don't mind their business, you know. So, you know, when I get into that, that Jimmy Jam, you know, where I'm dealing with the police publicly or, you know, on my own private time, and there's so-called people that think they know me or people that think, oh, well, you know, I'm just talking to be talking, but if the police sit in here saying, you know, are you such and such, and I'm saying, no, I don't know who you're talking about, you know, regardless if it's like my mother, my father, a relative, or whatever the case may be, you know, father, mother, oh, no, that ain't your name. Don't you lie to the police like that. And everybody turning around thinking that you're crazy because you're trying to tell them, look, they have no standing over me. They do not rule over me. And then you have people around you that are, you know, pretty much putting you in a situation, digging you in a situation that you're not even consenting to be in. And then it's like, you know, like, look, I just want to leave the situation. And then the police is like, well, we have witnesses. They saying that you such and such, and you can't even get them to shut up. You know, that's how everybody is down here. So it's aggravating down here. But I am happy for everything that you're doing for everyone. Yeah, so so, so you, you was actually mentioning to me, like, in an email, a text about, situation that you have going on can can you like you want to um like yeah, brush me on that a little bit and, yeah i can elaborate on that situation so the situation with that is you know i live in a very um i live in apartment complexes and the quads um everybody's not so spaced out you know if somebody else walks out that door then i can see them and hear them as well but the other day i was outside with my daughters um they had several toys outside i was sitting on the porch with them and you know my youngest daughter she'll run around and sometimes she'll drop toys away from the front porch away from my front perimeter and um i had a lady that actually picked up a toy and she was bringing it to me and um she brought the toy to me, and I seen she had a clipboard in her hand, and um, she just, you know, approached me and said, is this apartment number such and such? And I was like, yeah, this apartment number such and such. Like, why are you asking? You standing right here. And she was just like, all right, well, you you know, this is what I came here to present you with. And she was already addressing me by my um, allegiance from the beginning. You know, and I was, you know, at the time I was just like, okay, you know, I was like, okay, that's fine and that's dandy, but I do not, I have, I haven't entered into any contracts with you guys. I haven't spoken to anyone dealing with you guys. You know, you pretty much are trespassing right now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and the lady was telling me, don't make this hard. You know, you have very serious allegations against you. Um, even if the person calls and says that, you know, it was a lie or it was untrue, they can still take charge of it and still just take my kids just because I refuse to allow the investigation. And I was just like, I don't consent. And I told the lady, I was like, well, just tell your supervisor to call me. And she was just like, I am the supervisor. Yeah, but she she uh, still has a supervisor. So, you know, um you know, for educational purposes only, I would actually get her um, 
I don't get her name because when you're dealing with those kind of institutions, you don't want to go after the organization. You want to go after the person that's actually causing you the problem because when you go after the individuals, it's a whole different game. If you go after the organization, you're not going to be able to do much because that organization is typically binded, you know. Um, so you, I would get her name and, you know, if she threatened you, say, for instance, like a person can't legally tell you, well, if you don't cooperate, then we're going to um, take your children away from you. That's known as extortion. She's trying to extort you. So she's trying to use like a fear tactic to get you to do something that you may not have otherwise done. So that's a cause of action to actually file a lawsuit. But you would actually need, so whenever, henceforth, whenever you interact with these people, I would actually record the conversation, you know, um, because if you say that she said that, she could just simply say that you, you didn't, she didn't, and that would be just like hearsay evidence. It wouldn't be admissible in the court. But any further communication, I'd make sure that it's actually recorded, and I would actually let them know. And so, like she's saying, those are allegations. You know what I mean? Allegations is not something that's actually been um, proven or substantiated. It's just something that someone's saying. That's kind of like hearsay. And so the next thing is that you always have a right to question your accuser, right? So whoever's making these allegations, you would actually want to um, question that accuser if this thing was actually able to go to court. And then, you know, whatever they're alleging, they would actually have to prove beyond a shadow of doubt, or you could actually also get them for what is known as defamation of character because they're trying to destroy your character and then whatever other charges the court may see fit. So they'll use fear tactics to try and, like, scare you and get you to cater to what they want you to do, but uh, it kinda, you kind of, like, done the right thing. But I wouldn't let them in. Like, this is where I actually disagree. I would not allow them to actually physically enter without a woman. Like, you know, who are you? I don't know who you are. I don't have a contract with you. I don't care what they said. That's just an allegation. And I dealt with a similar thing like a couple of weeks ago, but I handled it. I diffused it. Um, but I dealt with a similar thing like a couple of weeks ago based on some allegation. Like, no, I don't know anything about this. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, but you don't have authority over me or um, my sons and daughters. I don't use that phrase children. So you want to be careful of the phrases that you actually use with these people. So when you start to use phrases like child, children, parent, you're all you're speaking legalese. That's like you're referring to corporations. Like a man and a woman doesn't have children; they have sons and daughters. So when you start to speak in a language like my child, my you're speaking legalese. So now you're talking as a corporation. If you allow them to refer to you as a parent. You're talking as a corporation. They're like incorporating you. No, I'm not a parent. I'm her mother. Understand that. So this is why you've got to be, like, clear with words, and you've got to kind of, like, listen to every word. I don't care if it's a word like of. You know what I mean? They they say, well, um, you're being served with this warrant from the county of Spartanburg. That's not the same as Spartanburg County. Understand that. Little words like that change the whole context 
or what something is because one's a corporation and one is the actual county. But the county of means that it's a corporation. Are you still there? You may have been disconnected. Wow. So I said all that for nothing, Louie. <laughs> no, it ain't for nothing. There's other people on the call that need to hear it. Yeah, she needed to hear it. She's literally going through it, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's literally wow. going through it. and Wow. I mean, you know what I mean? She some She's talking about some social worker, someone came to a house or something today. Um, caller from Massachusetts. Yeah, unmute it. Corla, Massachusetts. Oh, my fault, my fault. Shalom. Um, hey, Shalom. Good brother. How you doing, man? Um, <clears throat> so, um, I was going to going through that uh, foreclosure thing, and um, I went and... Oh, that's you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a brief synopsis of what happened. You, you told me you came home, and, you know, you sent me something about people who was actually all lined up outside. Can you give me a little brief synopsis of actually what's going on since then? Okay, so um, so so that that day before I got home, I went to court to file a TRO because they wouldn't do it at the county recorder. So I went to go file it there, and for some strange reason, the judge had a hearing. So he he's trying to question me, you know, trying to you know, and, and he kept looking at the clock, and I was just like, you know, ignoring him. I was just like, um, I don't understand why you're asking me these questions. I, I just want to hear me. I mean, I just want to go get a TRO and have a trial by jury. Uh, isn't this a, a court of record? And he was, well, you know, I'm just going to deny your TRO, but I'm going to file your claim. You can have him serve the sheriff's office. So I did that. When I got home, I seen a whole bunch of people on my property, and I, and I told them, I said, listen, you guys are all trespassing. This foreclosure is off. I don't care what you guys do, but you know I'm, I'm not selling my properties. I'm taking these people to court, so you do what you want to do. But right now, you need to get off my property. And I said in a polite way, I wasn't upset or anything, because you know I don't, you know, whatever. So, um, they told me to file an emergency uh, thing. I went back on Friday, and they told me to file an emergency uh, hearing. So they were supposed to show up today. So when I get there today. They're like, um, did you get a server process? And I was like, yeah, I didn't get anything in the mail, but I know they got it, so they got facts. So they're like, you better go check with the sheriff. So I go to the sheriff, and when I get there, the sheriff's like, oh, yeah, they refused it. And I was like, what do you mean they refused it? Oh, they refused it, and they're going to send it back to you. So I go back to the judge, and I was like, well, didn't I just get a void judgment? I mean, they're not even here. They're not showing the fans any questions. He was like, Nah, and I, this is a hearing about the TRO. I was like, no, it's not. I was like, I thought we were supposed to get, you know, get started and get my jury trial going. And he's like, no, I'm denying your TRO, and but the claim's still open, so you know if they can show up, but they can go ahead and foreclose. And I was like, well, can you give me a reason for that? Like, what's your legal reason? Uh, well, I just don't think you're gonna win the case. I said, isn't that what juries decide? Uh, I just don't think you're gonna win the case. And he was like, you're dismissed. I was like, well, I don't consent to that. And he just got up and walked out. That's where I'm left at. I, I, I don't, I'm just stuck right now. Yeah, you're, you're coming through a little distorted. I couldn't make out all the words. Oh, <clears throat> but you said yeah. something. Yeah, you said something about um, who got up and walked out. You did? No, the judge. Uh, 
Yeah, thank you, Tony, that story right there. He um, got up and walked out or whatever. So, I mean, what are you looking at now? Is this thing like to like a, um, <clears throat> the sheriff's cell? Is that why they was out there? No, there was, um, it, it was the, the, the debt collectors, I guess, that, from the law firm that, um, that said that they were doing the public auction. And they did it after they went to land for it. Uh, I can't remember what you've actually filed or actually put on the record. Did you actually go down and take charge of the property? Like, what, I, I can't even remember. Is, is that a, um? How long has this actually been going on? Like the um the whole foreclosure process. Like it's just been a yeah. few months, or has it been like a year or so? Oh no! See, that's 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 this is what what, what got me tripped up because when Bank of America took over. I, I did an A for V, and they wrote back to me saying, thank you for your cooperation. Um, we, we accepted um, with, with your center, so we're going to review it and get back to you. Then I didn't hear from them for like six months, seven months. Then I started getting something from a, from a company. So I wrote to that company. I was like, well, who are you? I don't even know who you are. I'm still talking to them. And then after a year doing back and forth with them, then these new people came up. And that's who they went to land court. And when I, I called land court, they were like, oh, um, we were just trying to see if he was in the military. And I was like, no, nah, I was never in the military. They're like, okay, that's all it was about. You need to call, call that lawyer because I think he's going to try to foreclose. So I was like, for what? So I called him, and he didn't, He was like, uh, I was like, yeah, who's the lawyer? Timothy French. And he was like, oh, uh, he's not here anymore. I was like, so who are you? He was like, oh, I'm the one that's uh, going to foreclose. I was like, against who? So he said the name, and I'm like, well, that's not me, man. This is my property. And he was like, well, I'm like, well, did you respond to my notice? I didn't respond, you know, send you guys stuff for three years, and you guys haven't responded to one inquiry. And he was like, uh, I don't know. I was like, listen, man, this point, this is being recorded. So just so you know, because now she said, I'll let you know. So I'm letting you know. I record everything when I speak to people like you. So what's the problem? So he was like, oh, I don't know, man. I was like, well, you know what? I'll see you in court. And that was it. And then. So I filed, and I went to the kind of recorder, and I, they gave me the, the deed of trust, and I went to go sign. They're like, oh, you can't do that. And I was like, why not? <laughs> and they were like, well, we're not going to give it to you. I was like, what do you mean we're not going to give it to you? They're like, we're going to call the cops. I was like, what? So, and again, just to put it in perspective, I, 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 it, it's hard for me. I got rheumatism next down. So everywhere I'm going, it's like a 45-minute walk. So when I get to these places, I'm like brain physically. But I'm still, you know, there, and they know that I'm there and I'm right, but they just won't do anything. So I'm just like, like, how do I get them to move? And, you know, it's like they, they even, um, I even uh, told the judge that, like, I'm like, listen, um, I don't know if you're trying to apply some tactics on me. I've read the, the, the document that's going around. I don't know if I should have said that or not. But there is a document out there, and I downloaded it, and I was like, wow. And, you know what I mean? So what he was trying to do is, like, he's trying to get me, like, like he wants to lock me up for a psychiatric evaluation because he's saying, Mr. Montero. I'm like, nah, that's not me, you know? So I'm just like, you know, it's like they, they want to move, but I, I, I keep them at bay, but they're not doing anything. So I'm just like, I don't know what to, you know, other than buying myself another day, I don't know what, what to do next. It's hard. I'm going to be honest with you, King. 
I, I can't understand a lot that you're saying. Like, the audio is, like, really distorted. But, yeah, fam, yeah, the reason why is because I had been, I had, I've been burying my phone outside because they won't let me in the courthouse with the phone. So it's, it's like, you know, I'm trying to get all the dirt out. I've been trying to clean it for the last few days, so that's probably why it's even worse now. Uh, yeah. So how long did you say that the um, the, the foreclosure has actually been taking place? Like, how long has this been going on? Like, it's and so... 2014, maybe? 15? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if they had something solid, they would have they would have gotten on... They would have um, taken it already. So, um, have you taken charge of the property? Uh, have you gone down to the um, Register of Deeds office and taken charge of the property? I did. During then... our phone conversation, I believe I asked you to do that for educational purposes, to go down and take charge of the property because just simply discharging it is not enough. You know what I mean? Like, you no, know, I... just discharging the debt, you know, there's still a contract that you had there. You know, and in, in that contract, you agreed that if, you know, you did not pay the mortgage, that they would be able to foreclose on the property. So you have to go down, and it's going to either be called a trust deed, depending on the state that you're in, or a deed of trust, and take charge of that property. Because when you paid it off, have you gotten anything back? Well, you didn't pay it no. off, you discharged it. Have you gotten anything back stating that it was discharged? No, all they did was the next thing you know, like I, like I said, after a year, a new company popped up. And all I have is a letter. Yeah, but I mean, that, none, none of that, none, none of that, none of that, none of that really matters if a new company pops up. What I'm saying, because if you could show a record that this was to actually sit off, settle, and close, doesn't matter who popped up, right? I, do you have a contract with the new company? That's my question to you. Do you have a contract with them? No. With the new company? So you, you signed something or you agreeing that, yeah, I, I'm, I agree to pay you? No. So if there's I, no contract... I, I, if there's no contract, what do they really have against you? They have nothing. They have nothing. There's no contract. They don't really have a legitimate case. Now, if, if you allow them to, like, conjure you into um, a contract by signing something or, you know, interacting with them, then that changes the game. So, but as of right now, unless you've actually, you know, went and established some sort of contract with them, you don't have a contract with them. And tell them to produce the original note, which they won't be able to do. Most people give up on their argument, but the law states they're supposed to be able to produce the original note. So people yeah, right. go in and they allow them to produce these um, certified copies of the note. I mean, that's just, like, ignorant to me. So, I mean, you, you consented to it. You know, they bring in a certified copy, and yeah, it resembles what, the original note is, but it's not the original note. That does not have my wet ink signature on it. Um, so the law states that you have to pr produce the original note. And if they can't, and that's generally how they're able to foreclose on people anyways, they tell you that the original lender went out of business, so they picked it up. It was sold to them. So now all of the stuff goes over to us. Well, hold on. I don't have a contract with you. That's just like me saying, you know what, um, I don't want to deal with this guy anymore. I'm going to sell it to Shenandoah and let Shenandoah have it. But I really don't have a contract with Shenandoah, so I don't owe him anything. My, my, where's the, show me the law that says i got to pay Shenandoah. 
I, I never signed anything stating that I got to pay Shannon to do anything. It was worth you. So if you gave it up, hey, my business here is finished, man. You're going to have to produce that original note with my wet ink signature, and my fingerprints better be all over it from when I signed it, unless I have gloves on it. Otherwise, this is just some computer-generated copy. Anyone can lift my signature and do that. You see where I'm going with this? No, I understand. They they told me, because I, I, that's exactly what I sent them, and they said, oh, we don't have to uh, send you anything original. We're a debt collector, and therefore we're just going to move on. Listen, listen brother, brother, have you ever attended any of my seminars? Because debt collectors are very, very easy to deal with, man. No. You don't – listen, I, right now, while you're going through this with them, at this place is a debt collector, don't you know you're supposed to be collecting fiat from them? Because if they're a debt collector – let me explain something. There's a difference between a debt collector – and a credit collection agency. Debt collectors is a third-party um, entity that definitely doesn't have a contract with you unless you consent. And so when a debt collector is called in, that's usually because the original lender has already written that debt off as a tax write-off, or they paid anywhere from 2 to 10% to write it off, and it's illegal to collect on that debt thereafter. But it's only illegal if you know. If you don't know, it's not illegal. But if you do know, then every time that they contract you to try to collect on a debt that's actually already been set off, settled, and closed, there is a $1,000 fine. So each time that they reach out to you. So me, I would be getting paid off for that. Well, that's yeah, just me. I, I I advised them of that that they and maybe that was my mistake I don't know but they I told them I said yeah well, you guys go ahead. I'm sorry brother the only thing that these people understand the only thing that these people understand is if you do it it's not what and with them it's not what they say is what they do and that's why I was trying to tell that sister um, from South Carolina it's not what they say is what they do and with you it's not what you say it's what you do. But why you advise them anything? They don't care nothing about that. Because why? Don't you know that the reason that debt collectors are already always winning in court? Because 90% of the people that they put a lawsuit against never show up in court. So they win by default judgment. So how? So I'm on the reverse side. I'm trying to bring them in so, that, so I can stop them. That That's why I'm having the problem. Like if it was reversed and they were bringing me in, I wouldn't have as much of a problem, or, or, or if at all. But I've never been on the other side, and I think that's where I'm, I'm lacking in, in, the, in the knowledge. Or, or Because, like, I, I'll go in and I'll present myself, you know, sui juris, et cetera, et cetera. But after that point, the judge was just like, so this is not a complaint. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, my rights are being violated. So maybe that's why I'm messing up. That's what that's because. Well, you're I, not. I, you're not. Good. <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't be doing a complaint. You you would be filing a claim. Um, you know, man, a man doesn't complain. I mean, a lot right. of complaint. That's what attorneys right. do. They file complaints because they complain. A man files a claim because he does so under oath. And so, what right. I would require them for informational purposes is that if they do this, they do so under oath. Or affirmation. Only a man could do that. They can't do that in the capacity of a lawyer. 
you know, or any kind of office of the court. They could actually only, you know, take an oath as a man. So in other words, a lawyer can't say, well, yeah, I'm a lawyer, so-and-so. No, he just got to say, my name's John Doe. So he has to take the stand as a regular man. You see what I'm saying? Not under the right. status of a lawyer. So that means, for educational purposes, you got to file a lawsuit against them. That's what you got to do. You're not filing a complaint or anything like that. You're bringing a lawsuit, so you got to have a cause of action for the lawsuit. In this case, if that's a debt collector, then the cause of action would be that, hey, I'm suing you because you're consistently trying to collect on a debt that's already been set off, settled, and closed. So that's fraud, and I'm sure there's a few other things you could actually throw in there. Because I try to argue jurisdiction in judges and hearings. <laughs> so. Yeah, but if you're bringing it, why, why are you going to argue jurisdiction? You want jurisdiction. If you're bringing a suit against them, because you will be the plaintiff. Well, yeah, that's what, I, well, that's what I said. I said, I'm the plaintiff, and he's trying to take property that's protected. And I even, I, you know, I said, you know, I even mentioned cited the Constitution, the Declaration, and the International Covenant. Mm. And he, I, that's why I messed up, huh? A little more than a little bit, yes, sir. You got you got a little bit more studying to do, um, but uh, you know, watch watch some videos. Probably best if you contact if you get like if you get a, a if you pay for a coaching session, they go ahead and hook you up. Yeah, talk to yeah. me before. Uh, talk to me before. I mean, you know, I got a video, brother, um, on you know how to file a lawsuit, the procedures of a lawsuit. It's been out there for a few years now. Oh, South Carolina's back in. So, yeah, brother, um, yeah, shoot me an email. Uh, me, um, the sister, she got knocked off of the core. Um, <clears throat> Spartanburg, South Carolina. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 your core dropped. Um, yeah, I apologize. My telephone died. Yeah, all right. So you, you missed most of what I was trying to tell you on how to handle that. So I guess you could actually go back and listen to this call. Like, uh, I, did you record oh, it? Yeah, it'll be recorded. All you got to do is go to um, talkshoot.com and Google um, creditors, debtors, contract. It should pop up. It should be the last call at the top. Okay. Yeah. Thank um, you. So, all right, yeah, yeah. So where is that other... So yeah, brother, you you got to file a lawsuit. You, you got that? Yes, sir. Hey, brother Jimmy, you, you, you got any tips or anything you want to give this brother? I know you've been working with a foreclosure for what, like eight, ten years? Yeah, ten years. They haven't been uh, able to move on me because they originally had MERS try to file, and that's a loan servicer. They have no vested interest in the property. So I just pretty much just sat here and lived my life, and then I became a secured party uh, with you, and I actually ate for me the entire mortgage, and they kept it and ate it. So now I'm going to get ready to go for a default judgment and take it from there. But they haven't been able to do anything for me. It's been since uh, about 2008, 2007. You know, and nobody comes here and bothers me, nothing like that. I don't know either where, Massachusetts, because I'm in New York. I mean, I, I, 
I give it by the grace of the Most High that that He's allowed this to happen to me because I tell you, I mean, I really haven't had any headaches whatsoever. Um, every now and then they'll put a motion in. Um, I've gone for modifications to buy time up to me uh, becoming a secured party, but depending on the on the laws of your state, some people go into foreclosure and within a few months they lose their house. So I I have to accept this like I said to the Most High, Yahweh and Yahweh Shai. This is, it's been pretty smooth for me. I just want to get it off of my mind. But other than that, I haven't been bothered about it. <laughs> um, one, of, one of my biggest things, right, is that like, I've had three people come to me uh, that work for them, three agents come to me, and they told me, yo, they're talking about you. They're trying to hold you down. And just on our Friday alone, I, I don't know if you got my email, but they or my text, man, they literally jacked me up pretty bad, and I literally. Oh yeah, 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 I got that. I got that. Yeah, I got yeah. that. I got that. Man. That's my, you know, giving you my word as a man, if I could have got to Walmart, I would have. I physically can't, and and that's where probably my biggest problem is when it comes to getting materials and stuff like that. I physically can't, so. When I was there, I was just trying to. The only thing that kept me from from them kids me to jail was that the uh, the head of Bailey came out. Like yo, he's like, why are you guys grabbing them? He's like, oh well, he had his phone on him, and he was like, and I was like, yo, that's assault, man. I was like, yo, thirty of you guys, like, what's going on, man? I'm like, yo, I'm hurting, man, and, and they popped a vessel in my head, like. I'm just, I don't I don't, like I'm, I'm I did exactly like I, I asked questions I w- I didn't raise my voice and, like the video would show it but no matter what everywhere I go that's what happens to me like literally they get in my grill they know like they you know what I'm saying they just like and I caught the bailiff. They're trying today. to provoke you, man. They're trying to provoke you. Hey, I you, know. Are huh? you recording all of this? I I can't. I, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. I can't use my hands. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like if I hold my phone right now, I won't be able to use it for another half hour. So I have to have it on speaker, and, I have, and that's why I'm trying to adjust so I can so I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to learn. You know what I'm saying? But it's hard. It's hard. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Just, like, so I, I seen the bailiff today, and I was like, yo, my brother. I was like, can we just talk? And he's just like, Oh no, nah, no, nah, go file your lawsuit. Ha 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 and just drove off and I'm like, Wow man, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it, cause I know if I count these dudes in the streets, it's it's another thing, you know what I mean? But that's not me anymore. So, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to be cool and trying to be at peace, but it's like, what do I do when they no matter every time I walk in the, on the scene it's just like boom, they're in my face. They, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I know it's intimidation, but it's like they're not letting me get anywhere. And then when I get into the clerk's office, they're like, oh, you can't do that here. Oh, you need to leave. We're going to call the cops. I'm like, like, literally, as soon as I walk in, they don't even know me nothing. And that's what I'm getting right off the rip. So that, that's what I mean, like, that's when, I, when I say I'm stuck. Well, who, who doesn't know you? Who are you saying don't know you? I'm, I'm sorry? You said they don't know you, but they just start treating you like that. Like, who are you talking about that don't know you? The the well, well, they probably know me now, but like all the clerks in both courts, the district and the superior, uh, 
Yeah, the, like as soon as I walk in, it's like they have a memo on me, and it's automatically like you can see the demeanor change. You can see the way they they treat from the person in front of me to the back. It's just different. I'm just like, I called you. Yeah, I mean, I, so has there been any kind of controversy between you and them? Because remember, mm-hmm. you're you're supposed to trying to be able to create harmony. Like you don't want it to be too intense. Every, I may, I've always, I, maybe it's my appearance, but I never, I never, ever, never. I can get even the mayor. Put it this way: even the mayor of this place asked me to help him campaign, and I refused because he made a comment where he said, "Well, the Constitution is not a suicide pact." I said, "Nah, brother." I said, "I'm, I'm, I'm I was like, I can't help you." So that was the only reason why. I didn't help him because he said that comment. So even like that's what I'm saying. Like no one can come and say, "Oh, this dude starts trouble." He just, you know what I mean? Unless we played ball or we sparred against each other, there's no one that can say I've caused any injury, harm, or anything. So when I walk into these places, I'm just setting out my paperwork, and I'm like, and they're like, "Oh, you have to fill this out." I said, "Nah, I don't," because so I created it. You know, I mirrored it. I seen your paperwork, and I created it on my own instrument, and this is what I'm presenting to you. I, I didn't want to sign any of your paperwork. Under the law, I can do what I, I can do that, and then next thing you know, everything goes into chaos. But I don't say it in a, in a mean way; I say it respectfully. And one clerk, he feels me, but he's tied. He can't say like he he tries to tell me on the low, but he but he knows he can't because everyone's watching him. And you know, because he's, he's he's a brother, he's he's K Verdian too, so you know he's trying to tell me, but he can't. So I don't want to you know jack jack him up, but. Everyone else, no matter where I go, I always get attacked, and everyone's looking at me like, well, "What did you do?" And I'm like, "You know me. I didn't do anything." So I, that's what I'm, I don't want. To, that's why I keep getting stuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, so. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Brother Jay, man. It seems like you need the Most High in your team, man. Are you keeping any of the laws of the Most High, man? Yes, there's only one question I have to ask you concerning that, and it's because I I I honestly don't know, and I've heard so many. I've I've done my research, and and I still have no answer. In the pain that I'm in, I I don't take any prescription drugs, anything like that, but I I I pause on the marijuana. I don't know, and that's the only thing. Outside of that, I don't fornicate. I I I'm, I'm I've been like diligently keeping the Sabbath uh, recently, I'd say like maybe the last three weeks because I'm I, like, I'm, I'm real, like I just found you maybe a couple of months ago and I wish I would have paid attention to you a year ago or maybe two years ago when I first saw you, but I didn't, I didn't know who you were. I, I, I didn't know what to do. So straight up, I, I, I've, I've been, I've been, I, I started off with Proverbs from the last time I, I, I was on the, the, the talk show with you. So, and I read through Proverbs, and then um, I started trying to understand more, like, on, on precepts and understanding more. Then I try, I'm trying to get a hold of the Apocrypha. I try to download it. Like, I'm trying to do everything because that that's what is talking me on them is because when this yeah, good brother. foreclosed, it was the most high yeah. that kept away. Believe that. And I dedicated my life since 2014 to understand it more. I've just been finding out so many, you know, false prophets. And, and like I said, when I've really got down to it, that's how I found you. So I, I figured there's, there's got to be truth in it. That's why I reached out. So I'm, I, I don't know where I'm at, with, you know. 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I was on the call earlier talking about faith, brother, and I have more faith because I mean, you, you're feeling like, um, you know, all of these forces are against you, man. Like, um, they came against Job, man. So we we got to develop the faith of Job, man. Like, I mean, there, there's a lot of um, Satan's agents that come after me, man. They might try and come to a loved one. Might come, might try and come as an um, internet troll. But I just walk as if I don't feel a thing because I know the most high got me because I try and stay in his law and statutes and commandments, man. And, you know, there's nothing that actually gives me strength like that, man. So, you know, without the most high, man, you know, um, if we don't have on that armor of the most high, then we're not really protected. You know, there's really nothing in this world that could protect us. And, and even though you're seeing these men physically coming at you, you're not going against that physical man. It's the spirit. Right. It, 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 it's the spiritual wickedness and these principalities that's really coming at you. You know, um, so if the most high was in you, then you will have a force greater within you than anything that's in this world. So when you're walking in the spirit of the Most High, you know, the Most High haven't given us any kind of spirit of fear, and you, know, you walk, you move like you don't feel nothing. So, you know, you know, I understand you say you're keeping those, but, you know, it's over 612 commandments. I'll be asking people, which one did you break today? And if you don't know what those commandments are, how do you know you're not breaking one? There's all kind of different commandments, man. When people think of the laws, man, they're just thinking of the Ten Commandments, man. It's just the jits of it, man. There's all kind of different, you know, laws, statutes, and commandments, you know. You, you know, law of eating clean foods, man. The law of, you know, you know um, like fornication. Most people don't know the laws of fornication. Esau get us to break laws of, um, you know, fornication all the time, man. See, in the churches, they taught people that fornication was sex before marriage. It can't be that. Because, you know, Hamashiach Yahawashah says a man should not commit fornication against his wife. So how can fornication be sex before marriage if the man's already married? So it can't be that. Fornication is any kind of sexual wickedness. So, you know, fornication could be, you know, like Esau teaches you, let's say you're on an athletic team, right? And, you know, he have all these damn men going to a shower, you know, just like basic training, Brother Shenador. They have all these naked damn men go and take a shower at once. That's fornication according to the Most High, man. You're looking at another man's nakedness, man. That's an, abom that's an abominable thing in the eyes of the Lord that power. But Esau has pushed that on our people so much that they think it's normal. They don't see anything wrong with it. And then you wonder why people turn out to be damn like homosexuals and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that is yeah, not man. normal. It's not normal, man. You're looking at another man nakedness, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never forget this, man. And you know, I had to be a damn Edomite. Like, you know, you know, I'm in basic training. I never forgot this, man. The Edomite comes in, a, a, a big, you know, kind of chubby Edomite say, um, man, there's a lot of big dicks up in here. So, I mean, this bastard's a faggot. You come in a damn shower and say that. And this, this is not Clinton's army, you know what I mean? So who said yeah. something like that, man? So he's telling you what he is right there, man. What kind of man will come in a damn shower full of men, of about 30 <laughs> men, and say something like that, you know? 
So me, I, I always felt some kind of way about that, man. I would always hang until they were, like, done and try and go in there late, man, on my own, man. I always felt some kind of way about that, man. You never know. That's funny. That's funny you say that because I got in a lot of trouble myself from not participating. And then even after basic training, you got those, you know, few that try to play and try to, like, push the line. And uh, and I've gotten so many fights. It's ridiculous. Wow. Because people try to, they try to, they try to test you and try to, try to tempt you, you know, and it's all um, from the way the institution is, it gives them type of spirits a doorway, you know, to, to get at you. Uh, who, who's this guy, right? Who's, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Guest 22, you just, Guest 22, you called in? Guest 22 is saying that Jesus, first of all, Jesus, I guess he's talking about Cedro Bozier, um, that man that looked like Charles Manson, a damn hippie. Guest 22 is saying that Jesus lived a life of fulfillment. We're no longer under the law, we're under grace. Hey, Guest 22, can you, can you, are you called cool, in or are you just typing in the room? <clears throat> yeah, guess 22, he's just typing. We got a troll troll over here. He's in the wrong yeah. room. He's definitely in the wrong place. He's talking to the wrong brothers about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're in the wrong room to be coming with that um, demonic philosophy of Christianity. You're definitely in the wrong room. Um, guess oh, 22. Yeah. It, it, so, because we're in the grace, you're saying that we don't keep the law? Prove it. Prove it. I dare you to prove it right now. Put the scriptures in the room and prove it right now. I dare you to prove it. This is what I'm talking about. This is idiotic, man. And that kind of that kind of demonic teaching that he's trying to um push. That's what's been you know pushed on our people, man. Got them all confused and discombobulated, saying that we don't have to keep the law because we're under grace. That's madness, man. So let me ask you this. Guest 22, who's the savior? Is not Hamashiach Yahawashah the savior? He can't even talk back. He's just in the room talking. Yeah, I don't think he's going to give an appropriate answer. He says right here, I'm trying to learn. So he's just talking to be talking. But he's making a Uh, statement. Yeah, he's making a statement saying we don't have to keep the law because we're under grace. (laughs) Okay, so so let me break that down, man. It's funny that he. uh, I'm gonna have to speak on this real quick, man. I I gotta speak on this because he's coming. He's coming with demons and he's causing um confusion. Now he's saying, "Be patient with me." I'm gonna be patient. I'm gonna smack you with a damn apocrypha in these scriptures. Uh, Be patient with that because you come in there. You're coming with demons. First, you're saying we're not under the law. We're under grace. Well, let's see what the scriptures say. So the scripture, and the scriptures are very clear. The scriptures are very clear. Now, listen to this, guest 22. So Hamashiach, the one that you're calling Jesus Christ, that you're ignorantly calling Jesus Christ, Hamashiach, Yahawashah, is the Savior, right? So despite what anyone else says, if Christ is the Savior, you don't even have to understand what Paul or anyone else says 
if Christ is the Savior, what he says is what goes, because he's the Savior, right, Brother Senator? He's the Savior. So let's see what Christ said since he's the Savior. Let's see what he said about us keeping the law. Let's see if Christ said that, okay, you're under grace. I gave you my grace and mercy so you don't have to keep the law anymore. Now watch this. Watch this. So keeping the law is, first of all, is based off of two things, faith and love. And the Negro Christian mind that's been indoctrinated with um, um, Euro-Gentilism believes that all you got to do is love your neighbor as you love yourself, and in this the whole law is fulfilled. That's not meaning you don't keep the law, because if you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you're going to do for your neighbor what you do for yourself, but it does not take you from out under the law. So how can you love the law? Uh, he got, uh, looks like Tazar got disconnected. When uh, he comes back on, guest 22, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let him know that you are Central California so you can speak uh, for yourself. But it is definitely much confusion in one hand to state that we're not under law and we're under grace. Uh, you got to be very, very uh, specific when it comes to that. Given the way society is now, that same ver- that same statement that guess twenty two was made is actually what's used to keep a lot of our people in the box and to not uh, follow the laws and you know get us to go against, uh, get us to sin, basically. And Tazak was saying there's over, you know. Six like six hundred, you know, different ones, and you can, you know, group certain uh, sets of laws together as you begin to read, you know, the scriptures. But they're all to the betterment of you know God's people and uh, you know pleasing Him, but living a long, happy, and uh, and healthy life. All right, yeah, 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 I'm back. You know, uh, every week they kick me out, man, about about this time. You know, still yeah, they let you go 11 minutes there. past uh, 10.30 this time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, but, so, um, Todd the Duck. Hey, uh, Gary yeah, yeah, 22 yeah, yeah. said that he is Central California. Uh, so that's brother, so that's brother, um, um, Jin Yang. So I, I, I know him. So it's just so my okay. apologies. Let me break this down for you. You know what I mean? Let me yeah. let me let's have him get some understanding here. So just because we are under great grace, good brother, does not mean we don't keep the law. That's Christianity, and that's the doctrine of devils. Because Christianity, the way it's taught today, is not being taught according to such thing as the Lord. It's not being taught how you know Amashiach would have actually taught it. Now, when when we use the term Christianity. Christianity derives from a follower of Christ. That means you're supposed to be Christ-like. You're supposed to be following Hamashiach Yahushua. So whatever he did, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Now, Christ, he was an Israelite. He came out of the tribe of Judah. That's in the book of Hebrews, 7th chapter. It's evident that our Lord spring forth out of Judah. 
I mean, he was a so-called Jew. So understand that. So now, did not the Lord say, why callest me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? What things were he talking about in Luke 646 that he say, why calleth me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? He was talking about keeping the law, the law, the law, keeping the law. So now, I want you to think back, um, Brother Yang. When the rich man, if you read the Bible, when the rich man came to Hamashiach, when I say Hamashiach, uh, I'm talking about the one that you refer to as Christ. We don't like to use that term Jesus because that has nothing to do with us. Um, Judeo Christos or Crisco, that, that has nothing to do with us, man. That's all Greco-Roman customs that have nothing to do with us. So um, if he was walk, when he was walking the face of the earth, he wasn't really known by that name. So now, did not the Lord Hamashiach teach a certain man, the rich man, when he came in Acts, what must I do to have eternal life? Eternal life means to live in mortality, in the kingdom forever. So what did Christ say to him? The Lord said, if thou wast to enter into life, keep the commandments. What are the commandments? It is the law, the law, the law. So if the law was done away with because we are under grace, why did Christ tell this man, if you want to live forever in the kingdom, keep the commandments? Matthew 19. I'm going to, I'm going to even give you the chapter in scriptures. Matthew 19, verse 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life, meaning to be in the kingdom? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good, only one. That is Shahawah. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And he's not just talking about Ten Commandments, he's talking about over 612 commandments. Which one did you break today? Verse 18, he saith unto him, which? So he said, now which commandments am I supposed to keep? And Hamashiach said, thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. What is he telling him? He's telling him the Ten Commandments. Why is he telling him that? Because the way that the Christians teach, they tell you that the Old Testament is done away with. So if the Old Testaments are done away with, why is Hamashiach telling this man, and this is the time of the Greeks, because Hamashiach is walking the earth during the time of the Greeks, why is he telling him to keep the law of the Old Testament? Because the laws were never done away with. The laws are never done away with. So the scriptures say that we are justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So what's meant by that? We are justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Let's look at book of Romans 3 and 28. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. See, the conclusion of here, see, someone that's not spiritually rooted in the truth, they will never get this because a lot of the scriptures is written in allegory, so they don't really understand it. 
they only understand the store, the things that's like really evident and, and, and clear, but they don't understand the allegorical verses. So the conclusion here is that to have faith without the laws, but it, it, I mean not to have faith without the law, but to have faith in the laws. Otherwise, faith is made void. So if you're not loyal and obedient to the commandments, faith is made void. Faith without the deeds of the law only represents the law of animal sacrifice. Now, a lot of people may not get this, but I'm going to try and explain it. So I said earlier at the inception of this call that the law that was actually done away with was a law of animal sacrifice. So, and because so many Israelites, they was going to the altar and they were sacrificing animals, they would go out and sin literally, and then they would go and sacrifice an animal and ask for forgiveness. So when the, 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 the nation of Israel wanted a king of Israel, the most high appointed Saul as the king of Israel. So then when Saul went into battle, the most high told Samuel to tell Saul, I want you to destroy the king, kill his children, kill all of the livestock, don't keep any of the gold or anything. So what did Saul do? When Saul went in, he spared the king's life, and he took some of the gold, and he took the livestock. And so Samuel came and said, why isn't this man dead? And Saul said, um, oh, I just thought I'd keep a little bit of it, and so on and so forth. And Samuel told Saul, what have you done? God is angry with you now, and now the kingdom is actually going to be taken away from you and given away to someone else, and it was given to David. And then he told him in 1 Samuel 15 and 23, obedience is better than sacrifice. I mean, Salakia, 15:22, obedience is better than sacrifice. It is better to obey the Most High than these sacrificial lambs. So after that, what did the Most High do? He sent Christ as the ultimate human sacrifice. So the only law that was done away with was the law of animal sacrifice, the sacrifice of law. So we don't have to go to the altar anymore to sacrifice lambs or anything like that. But not all of the laws was done away with. So when the nation of Israel fell as a nation, the laws of sacrificing animals ceased. Understand that. And Christ became the ultimate sacrifice. How did he become the sacrifice? Because he gave his life on the cross. So we no longer had to sacrifice animals because he gave his life on the cross for the forgiveness of sins of Yasha Allah, the children of God. Therefore, there's no more need for the law of sacrifice. Not the whole law, just the law of sacrifice. Let's prove it. The book of Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 11. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats. So, neither by the blood of goats or calves. See, these were the animal sacrifices. But by his own blood, enter in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us all. So he gave his life so that the nation of Israel wasn't destroyed. Because if Hamashiach didn't give his life, the war would have been destroyed again. But for Israel's sake, he gave his life. He gave his blood. For if the blood of bulls and of goats, 
and of ashes of helpers sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without a spot to Yahweh, purge your conscience from dead works to sure the living Yahweh or the living power. So Christ became the ultimate human sacrifice. Now let's look at First Peter's 1 verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb. See, remember, we used to take lambs to the altar, but he became the lamb of God. He became the ultimate human sacrifice as the blood of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So what lamb was the sacrifice um, for? He, he became the ultimate human sacrifice that replaced the lamb. So now we go to Galatians 3, verse 23. But before Christ, before faith, and you, you can exchange that word because these scriptures are very allegorical and the average person are not going to get them. So you're going to have to listen to this call again. So Galatians 3, verse 23, but before faith, and you could replace that word faith with Christ. Christ represents faith here. King, we kept under the law. We kept under the law of animal sacrifice before Christ came. Understand that. Shut up unto faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, which is faith. So the law brought us unto Christ. But after faith, after Christ, after Christ came into this world, is come we no longer under a schoolmaster. So we were no longer under the law of animal sacrifice. Understand that. So we all should be children of faith. So this represents the schoolmaster who is the teacher of the law. And once you are trained in the law and experience of the law becomes your wisdom, then there is no more need for a teacher. After this training in the law, faith is supposed to take over. As it is written, the Lord came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill. That's Matthew 5, verse 17. But, but all of the other laws still exist, such as the Ten Commandments, the dietary laws, the civil laws, the moral laws, the ceremonial laws, which are the high holy days. Remember, faith without works is dead. What does it profit a man to have faith and not have works? Faith alone cannot save him. That's James 2, verse 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he had faith and have no works? What are those works? Those works are keeping the law. Keeping the law. Can faith save him? Verse 17. Even so, faith, if have no works, is dead being alone. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? What is the works? The works is keeping the law, keeping the law. So this is the trial of men that though we live in a negative and sinful world, Brother Yang, we through faith in the Lord keep his commandments, knowing that the trial of our faith work in patience and patience experience and experience hope. Book of Romans 5 verse 3. And not only so, 
but we glory in tribulation also knowing that tribulations work at patience and patience experience and experience hope. So through our Father, through our faith, Brother Yang, through our faith, our faith be tried by fire that we might be found unto praise and honor and the glory at appearing of Christ, First Peter 1, verse 7. So we conclude that faith is nothing without the Lord, good brother. So we shall, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may be abound? Lord forbid. So there it is, brother Yang. I'm going to read that again. We conclude now that faith is nothing without the law. So just have faith alone is not good enough. You've got to keep the law. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace, grace may abound? Lord forbid, meaning no, meaning no. So you just can't continue sinning and think grace is going to save you. Book of Romans 3 and 31. Do we make void the law through faith? Well, just because we're under grace, but just because we have faith. Do we make void the law? I mean, we don't keep the law anymore? Lord forbid, meaning no. We establish the law. The Lord knows the nation of Israel would sin in their capacity and neglect um, keeping the righteous laws. So the High sent Christ, who is faith to us all. So the laws would be established through him our Lord and our Savior, for he came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law, Brother Yang. Matthew 5, verse 17, again. So the Lord Christ, Shah, who represents our faith and our example of faith that we are supposed to have, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians 5, verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Not as evildoers or sinners, but as righteous men seeking righteousness. In faith, there's responsibility to uphold certain aspects such as prayer, loyalty, belief, trust, obedience, and keeping the laws, etc., etc. So the Lord teaches us that this is the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord with all thy heart and soul, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Mark twelve twenty eight to thirty one. So a person of faith will show responsibility for whatsoever is not of faith is of sin. Romans fourteen twenty three. So it is understood that in trials and tribulations and weakness of the flesh, mistakes and keeping the laws will be made. Most high understands that, but faith. And grace of Christ, Shah, who died for our sins, forgives our mistakes. Now, with this knowledge, we can continue in works, in works, in works, which is the laws of the Lord. Faith is from day to day. Some days, your faith might be strong. Some days, your faith may not be as strong. But Romans 1 and 17 says, For there is the righteousness of the Most High revealed from faith to faith. And James 1 and 22 says, But be ye doers of the word, doers of the word, not hearers, only deceiving 
ourselves. And to be a doer, you must cheat the law. Understand that. Understand that. We're, we're always under the law. The law is not done away with. That's just Christianity doctrines of devils. And that's doing nothing but destroying the minds of our people. And this is why we're still in our conditions. This is why the sins of Deuteronomy is still all over us, because our people don't want to keep the law. Understand that. Understand that. So, Brother um, Shenador, you got anything you want to add? Um, Brother Jimmy, you got anything you want to add to that? The, the laws are not done away with. The laws are never done away with, man. Scripture says, until a heaven and earth pass away, not one title, a job of the law shall fall. Now, the heaven is not destroyed, and the earth is natural, not destroyed. So we're still under the law.
a lot of people they they tend to look for the the most out of out of the law out of the word out of the apocrypha and out of the holy bible and it's just simple instructions on a daily basis not hard if you have them faithfully um I have um another a man of understanding trusteth in the law, and the law is faithful unto him as an oracle. Now, could you explain that one for me, Pastor Doc? Can't can't really understand what you. I didn't really catch all of that. What, what scripture are you reading? Seven thirty-three. Yeah, your 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 phone's going in and out. I can't really. It's like, can you understand how Shannon do it? Uh, um, it's it's fading uh, on this side. I didn't catch the last scripture reference. Yeah, okay. she says Sirach twenty something, I guess. Sirach thirty-three and three. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. it's kind of pretty um, straightforward to me. Um, it says, a man of understanding trusteth in the Lord, and the Lord is faithful unto him as an oracle. So um, it's kind of um, coinciding with what I was actually just talking about, like faith, like, you know, belief in Christ is actually um, <clears throat> faith. So, I mean, you could substitute that word faith with um, Hamashiach, Christ. Because I mean, he is the savior, and so um, you got to believe in him. It says anyone that does not believe in Christ is a um, antichrist. And the word oracle—that's talking about a priest. An oracle, using that form, that's talking about a kahan or a priest. So that's basically what that is. That's basically what that's saying. <clears throat> it's saying prepare, and if you. If you use that in conjunction with Malachi 2, verse 7, it tells you that the priest's lips shall speak knowledge, which is talking about the words of the Most High. And so that oracle is talking about the same thing. A man of understanding trusteth in the law, means that the whole book, the volume of the book, and the law is faithful unto him as an oracle, as a priest. So the priest is definitely faithful to the Most High. You know, that's his kahan. Like any priest is not ordained by the Most High. He's not really a priest anyways. So, I mean, that's what that is. Um, Roy Boy, do you have anything yeah, you want to bring to the court? Sorry about that. you have anything? Go ahead. Sorry about that. I didn't know you wasn't done. Um, I, I have three more scriptures um, that I feel like will really encourage the callers tonight if they're serious about understanding the laws and statutes of the de facto, but they must have to understand the laws and statutes of the Holy Word first. Is that correct? Yes. You said you have one more scripture. Um, yes, I have um, Wisdom of Solomon. I'm still having problems hearing you. What, what scripture was that? Wisdom of Solomon, three and nine. You're, you're 
connections going in and out? Wisdom of Solomon 3, something. I, I don't know. Um, I'll try to figure something out. You can, like, talk to someone else, and I'll, I'll try to type it into the chat. Um, Roy Boy, you got anything you want to bring to the core? Any statements? Anything? No, brother, uh, brother Tassadak, this is uh, Roy of State here, up here in Newburgh. Right, right, right. Uh, just listen, just listen in, brother. Listen in. Just having a difficult time right. in the past, uh, difficult time past couple of weeks, so I won't be able to make it to that. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, seminar, seminar you have down there in Philadelphia this yeah. weekend. But well, another cops, man, Newburn. Yes, sir. <laughs> Boy, they out here walking around today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of them live out there, man. They move out there. They don't live in the city. They move out to Newburn. Yeah, they come up here and then police down in your area, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pull up from. I appreciate you, King. Um, Caller from West Maryland, you're unmuted. You have anything to bring to the core? Yeah, me. Hello. Hey, Shalom. What's going on? Hey, West it's Kenya. Thank you. Now I couldn't sign on with my number. I don't know what happened, but no, I kind of got on the call late, so I I kind of caught the last hour. But um, no, I just I just want to thank the sister that shared earlier and the other brothers and sisters that have shared and um you know you just got to keep this going on um thank you you're welcome thank you so senator you got anything else young singer oh no i'm I'm good i'm good to go i I think it's a very beneficial call yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we could go ahead and shut it down. Getting a little bit tired here. It's kind of late. Um, <clears throat> it's snowing in here. Um, but, um, yeah, um, damn, it's snowing in June in this room. But, um, yeah, so we thank everyone for tuning in. Hope everyone has a good night. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully, you know, Most High Willing will be on the call again next week. But, um, yeah, Brother Yang, you might want to listen back to this core, get some of those scriptures, because we're definitely still under the law. And the reason that curses are on us and that, you know, the other nations are ruling over us is because the curses of Deuteronomy, that's the result of not keeping the law. When you look in the biblical history, each time that the nation of Israel stopped keeping the law, the Most High allowed the surrounding nations to enslave them and control them. Each time they return to the law, the Most High would actually give them some relief and take those rulers from over them. And this the last captivity has actually been the longest captivity of us actually being in bondage to Rome. So with that, I'm going to say shalom. Thank everybody for um, tuning in. Um, everybody have a good and safe night. Kwame Yasha'ala. Karatazah, karatazah, karatazah. Tadadah. Everyone else is out. Shalomor. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.